are listening to the Chomp Cast, the official podcast of Sword Chomp. Remember, you can always go to swordchomp.com where you can access the many places our podcast is available for download. But if you're listening to the show right now, that means you found us. So welcome to the madness that is the Chomp Cast. Um, you can also find us on Patreon, patreon.com slash swordchomp. If you'd like to support us, look for our VIP tier. More on that later. It's a very special episode. Game of the year is looming on the horizon. And as this year closes, we look up to the sky. Mouths open, gaping, ready to receive the showering droplets of comments and emails from the Instagram community. That's right. Listener comments and listener emails, you say? Well... This is a very special show. We do this about once a year where we just get tons of emails from listeners and questions. Just mix them all throughout the show. It's going to be fucking crazy. It's a listener spectacular. That's what I like to call it. Uh, I just add spectacular after everything and it makes it sound better. We still have the usual polls and depravity that you're used to. um, But the focus of this show is to take rapid fire questions from our listeners uh, one after another, after another, after another. Um, We drag our lagging lassos back from an early report with Red Dead Redemption Online. And of course, the Game Awards, the Game Awards, the Game Awards! (sighs) All that and more. Speaking of which, my voice will not be the only voice dancing upon your eardrums for the next few hours. I have some co-hosts to introduce from Japan... We call him the Professor, Professor Layton, that is. Shay Layton is joining us today. And uh, Shay, I did receive an email right before the podcast from NASA. Uh, apparently. Oh, wow. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Apparently during the exact time frame that the new supergiant game Hades was announced at the Game Awards, um, uh-huh. apparently your turgid erection was actually visible from space, which is uh, pretty incredible. doesn't sound incorrect. That sounds exactly how I would imagine it to be. Um, I remember I was sitting at my desk, and uh, you sent the information over about like game award show and stuff like that, and I started looking and saw that, and uh, actually, I I broke the ceiling. Uh, Sheetrock and metal rained down upon the office, broke multiple computers, busted a pipeline, sprayed oh, wow. some sprayed some teachers uh it was, it was it was insane and then um it extended beyond the tree line and i'm pretty sure i touched a uh cumulonimbus cloud actually with my erection <laughs> it's kind of a like a jack in the beanstalk situation kind of a thing yeah kind of yeah yeah it's more like a jack in a cockstock situation if you know what i'm saying but um, yeah yeah, yeah well, it was it <laughs> you know <laughs> Um, thankfully, thankfully, none of the kids were there to witness this event. It was just, uh, you know, just, uh, some people that were very confused about what was going on. Yeah. Yeah. It was quick. You got it, you got it under control and it slithered back to its normal size, but um, yeah, it like, like a slinky. Yeah. It just, it like popped up, broke everything as it came back down. It was so weird. Like everything repaired itself. And everyone suddenly forgot what just happened. It was like yeah. just this weird like freakish a, event <laughs> like a that scene in a movie only I know about. <laughs> like a scene in a movie where everything magically repairs itself, kind of goes backwards. Yeah. Yeah, yeah kind of like a cartoon where just everything is... And then people just magically forget things. Scene in a movie where everything repairs itself. Are yeah, you talking about rewinding a movie? Well, 
You know, sometimes there's there's movies that, like where a lot of damage occurs and then someone has like a magical spell or something, you know, and uh-huh. then it shows everything like they're using okay. the rewinding effect, but everything's like coming back together. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just making sure. Um, sort of like watching porn in reverse, but no Shay, I know you're really excited about uh, that game. So we'll I, wonder if, I wonder if anyone does that. <laughs> but that's a topic reverse. for another day. <laughs> it just, <laughs> but yeah, so we'll talk a bit more about that later. I, I want to money see... shot first. <laughs> just work back. I want to get, I'm really just turned on by the foreplay and I want to get to that as quickly as possible. Um... <laughs> uh... That'll be us when we're old. No, but, um, the you're the only person I know that uses the term turgid when you're describing that, so I had to throw yeah. that in there for you. Yeah, I, it's it's something that not a lot of people know about the word or use, so I like to use it because um, it makes people a little uncomfortable when they hear that word. So yeah. it, 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 it brings me joy. Mm-hmm. I actually went fishing for a pallet turgid this summer. Yeah. <laughs> Really? <laughs> a a pallet turgid. Pallet turgid. It's it's this a is... it's a joke about the sturgeon. Pallet sturgeon. I oh, thought yes. you guys were talking about Tide Pods. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're just no. digging this joke deeper. deeper and deeper um, into this terrible hole that Josh will soon eventually just leave. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I thought that was interesting, and I did Google the word turgid, because I wanted to know for sure. Um, but yeah, thanks for being here, Shay. We'll talk a little, more, a little bit more about the big announcement, uh, surprise announcement of the new Supergiant game, Hades, in a little bit. Um, Fish is here, of course, from Texas, the Filipino Johnny Depp. Uh, Fish, I saw you. Hello! I saw you picked up a physical copy of Smash Brothers today, put it on the, on the gram. I did. Yep, I picked me up a copy of uh, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, so I'm excited to play some of that with my daughter. She she was excited as well to actually get it, so... And mm-hmm. I didn't know this, but she, she was telling me how much she wanted to play that game, and I was like, huh, mm. interesting. <laughs> um, but we've both never played uh, Smash Bros. together, so this is going to be the first time me and her get to share uh, a game together that's been long revered in the i guess nintendo fighting community Mm -hmm. i'm surprised you got the physical copy though because remember that one day we had that conversation about how frustrating it is kind of taking the little tiny cartridges out of the switch and you're fumbling around in there like like i mean mean, yeah they're, they're they're pretty tiny but i'm i'm used to putting small things into little slots it's like when a date is fumbling around in your pubic hair for that little nub Whoa, I wasn't... Oh, no, Morgan, no. No. That's, that's, not a, it's not a little nub. It's a big nub. <laughs> it's a big, or maybe it's just a really high canopy of pubic hair. <laughs> it's the world's longest pubic hair. It's like a rainforest canopy. <laughs> oh, man, this show went really... We have... This show got real nasty real fast. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I just uh, like the idea. Go ahead, go ahead. I yeah, think that's a, like a weekly thing where you say that. It's like, this show got nasty real quick. That's every yeah, week. Every week. That's a weekly thing, Morgan. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. Yeah. We're, just, we're nasty like. men. What can we say? And we're, we're unapologetic the, about it. <laughs> we're, we're the worst of humankind right here. 
Um, yeah, okay, well, that's cool. I mean, I really just wanted to make my joke about a date trying to fumble around in your pubic hair, so that's all. Um, oh, ha. Good job. But we'll see how Smash goes for you. Um, lay off Pikachu, though. He's mine. He's my main. Ha. Can't touch him. Stay away. Away! Stay away! You don't even have a main. You don't even know what you're getting into. Fucking fresh meat. You're, you're fresh I meat for know. the smashing. <laughs> oh, I, I don't want to... <laughs> uh, tr- that phrase Smash not, me, daddy! That, <laughs> that term didn't come out the way I want. Anyway, thanks for being here, Fish. Uh, and, of course, from Michigan, the one and only Joshua Fowler joins us. Um, Josh, they say human beings think about sex every six seconds. Josh is actually finishing a game every six seconds this year, as he was bragging. You were bragging this week that you were, uh, just finishing more and more games. So what, what did you finish this week? You want to, you want to boast about it? Oh, uh, let me get my list. No, no. What did I finish this week? Fish just needs one hand. Doesn't need a list. Mm-hmm. There we go. It's all in my head, baby. Go back through here. I knocked some stuff out from earlier on. I finished Florence, which I've been meaning to get to since the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. Heard about that. Game Award nominee. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really good. Um, yeah. That's it? Oh, you that were was boasting. It. <laughs> yeah. For, for like, this week, I've got a bunch from like, the last couple of weeks, but yeah. All right. That's fine. Yeah. That's still good. Um, yeah, so, you know, that's the crunch, right? I mean, you said you kind of gave up that you're probably not going to be able to finish everything that you wanted to this year. Yeah. Kingdom Hearts remasters and the remixes and all that stuff. Probably going to, anything else you don't think is going to make gonna it? pushed. Yeah. Um, let's see. What's let's go back through the list. The Things that I meant to finish that isn't going to happen. Far Cry um, let's see. I don't think I'm going to finish Octopath Traveler. Thank God. Yeah. I think I'm about halfway through with it, but, uh, yeah. It's just I just don't terrible. have the time for it. It's just <laughs> just too long. Don't have time for it. Eh, um, no one's ever said that to boop, me. Boop, boop, uh, do, do, do. <laughs> not going to finish Red Dead. <laughs> it's Sorry, not it's worth it. So That's also what she said. Mm-hmm. I think those are the two big ones. Like, there are a bunch of other ones that I wasn't going to finish, but just because they weren't worth finishing, period. So. Well, yeah, if it makes you feel better, I've been playing Red Dead for like four hours a day for two months, and I might not even finish it at this point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a long fucking game. Um, yeah. All right, well, on that note, now that I've hacked up my lungs from the black evil that Josh has implanted in my mind, um, I'm General Mountain. Where do you store your lungs? Um, well, see, it's like a trickle down effect. Okay. You know, the rots, the rotting starts All in right. my brain, and All right. goes that makes downward. Sense. It's like you know, a tree rots, and it just the rot continues on. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's <clears throat> where so my roots are. Roots above, branches below. But no, I'm General Mountain Time, aka Morgan Barnes. Wait, that's not right. We'll just go with it. Uh, for, for, <laughs> <laughs> He's also known as Morgan. You may know me by Morgan Barnes, but you know, don't call me that in public. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> he, won't, really he won't answer you. Uh, 
pretty exciting last night. We got a lot of stuff that I'm going to kind of just juice in wherever I can. Um, I want to get these out of the way right now so I don't forget about them later because two of our polls are connected. One of them made me fucking just unbelievable. Like, one of the polls was basically because it seemed like they were hyping up Kojima being there again. And I was like, so one of the polls was, by the way, every Tuesday at Swordchomp Instagram page, you can vote on our polls and we talk about them. And I basically said, my favorite part of the Game Awards is the, is it the Kojima announcements or is it the awards? And 61% of the audience said, the Kojima announcement. Well, Kojima wasn't even there. He didn't even show up to the damn thing last night. So that was a wash. Um, and that just made me sad. But he did, unfortunately, defeat Fish for best haircut. That did happen, which I think is an upset, honestly. Like, I love Kojima, but there's nothing special about his hair. And he, Fish, he wiped his ass with you. He wiped his <laughs> ass. Oh. Uh. Yeah, well, that guy has, I guess, far more unique glasses than I do. That's the only thing I could think of. Mm, and he he's a right. purebred. He's a purebred Japanese. So. Sounds <laughs> 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 like a ha. <laughs> yeah. Well, so they have Filipino white nationalists. That was <laughs> wouldn't have called that. <laughs> wouldn't you know? Well, wouldn't wouldn't, uh, wouldn't have made that leap. Huh. You should, you should get me. you should get some of those little round Kojima glasses, fish. That would be cool. That would fit I should. you. I should. Everyone think you're this. I think brilliant you should change man. up the hairstyle. It's time for something oh. new. You've been beat. It's oh. time to. Uh... Oh yeah. <laughs> oh no. yeah. I'm not gonna pander to an audience. You're not that's... pandering. Mm. You're not pandering. No, no. You're not gonna ask them what they you're... want. You're you're just gonna do something new, unexpected surprising you're evolving yeah you're evolving like call of duty taking the battle royale when they got beat mm. now they're you know what i mean you're, you're not gonna change your hair to kojima's you're gonna do something brand new yeah yeah like Maybe you could turn spikes. that like, well yeah you could turn that exactly you've already got the under <laughs> undercut though you know that too. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> i don't have one that of those too. Josh. Was, was that a front was that a slip of the tongue there because that this, this thing is an over <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like overbite and underbite. It's the same sort of a thing. You know, I want to go so far with that joke, but we're going to stop. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to stop. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's what the haircut used to be before everyone got too cowardly to actually spike the thing up. Mm -hmm. Fish, I think you should do pigtails. Like the bass player from um, Rage Against Metallica? the Machine back in the day. Oh, or, yeah, or Metallica. Mm -hmm. Yeah, those are pretty dope, actually. You know, you would attract a very specific clientele. That, that's for sure. Very, very specific, yeah. <laughs> clientele that uh, I'm all for. Specific tail, yeah. <laughs> specific tail, indeed. 72%, I think there's a, it's a brilliant bias, Fish. It's not your fault. You know, Kojima could take a shit on someone and they'd say it's brilliant because that's just sort of the credence that he's built up. So, um, sorry about that. I, I, I thought this was a, I thought it was a layup for you, honestly. I, you know what I mean? I, uh, I'm shocked. So uh -huh. it is what it is. You'll never get, but if it makes you feel better, 74% of our audience, this is the last poll, 74% of our audience said that they do see you as the Filipino Johnny Depp, and I put two pictures side by side. That's pretty good. 
That's a pretty high number. Mm-hmm. That's a victory. I guess. That I look like an actor. Young, young Johnny Depp. Not he looks I tried to find pictures of him now and he's he's looking a little old. He's looking a little a little mm-hmm. haggard. Mm-hmm. Um, but your hair was even falling just like him in that picture when I took it creepily of you on the webcam. Um, and you were wearing that little white t-shirt. Are you wearing it again? Do you just wear that white t-shirt every that day? That little it, white t-shirt. <laughs> it's an undershirt. It gets hot in here. Oh, okay. You just wear the same one. Okay. Well, makes sense. That get you little little white t-shirt. <laughs> Realize normal what? humans don't ever say that. That's Really? Yeah. <laughs> that little white t-shirt. Yeah, I think it was that weird. Um, it sounds like something a girlfriend would say to their boyfriend. Not even huh? that. Not even that. Put, put on that, that little That sounds like the poor reenactment that they use on to catch a predator. It's, uh... <laughs> Morgan, you praying upon me? Little white t-shirt. Um... I mean, I'm always, pr- I mean, that's my whole life, Fish, is really praying upon you. <laughs> I, I mean, that's my entire existence, yes. Um, of course. I'm flat. Uh, anyways, so there's one more poll that I'll bring up later. Uh, but uh, all in all, you know, it is what it is. But I will say this, the Game Awards are really exciting. There's a lot of really cool stuff to talk about. As we alluded to earlier, I mean, you just get to that right now. Super. The cool thing about the Game Awards that I'm really impressed by other than how, you know, they do a pretty good job of spreading the awards out and there's like a general positivity to it um, and it's growing and growing each year is that they, the announcement thing was a really good idea. Like when you watch the Oscars, you're not getting a lot of brand new commercials for movies, which is a shame, right? And it's just a really good idea because you keep people around for the awards because they want to see the fucking announcements. It's like, it's an addicting thing. Is Um, that a good idea? That would make the Oscars 12 hours again if they started put more stuff back in them well you take out the stuff that sucks and yeah. replace it with good stuff you know because uh, yeah the oscars are kind of convoluted and bloated as it is so i i it was amazing it was a, it was a great time but to get right to it they did announce a super giant out of nowhere was like hey we're coming out with a new game called hades which is sort of like a bastion x uh bastion-esque kind of hack and slash looking thing and uh it's out tonight on the epic store and we're like, whoa! <laughs> and that's when Shay became turgid. And... Mm-hmm. It's true. It's very true. Uh, we haven't played it yet, although I did. I I checked out the first like half an hour. Somebody had like a gameplay video because I wanted to see what it's about. But um, yeah, Shay. I mean, you're so. What's your? Ex- I know your excitement levels here is pretty high. Um, anything particular you want to mention about the game? Yeah. Um. You know, I was. It, Jokes aside, I was sitting in my office and I saw that they made a new announcement. And it's kind of crazy because I remember, you know, six months ago, I was talking to uh, Greg Kasavin about, you know, uh, I was talking with him about Bastion, telling him how much I loved it. And, you know, I bet the whole time he was probably thinking, well, we have another game coming out, you know, in six months that you're going to love if you like this one. And I remember asking him, is there anything on the horizon you can talk about or is that you know, something you can't really talk about right now. And he's like, oh, I can't mention anything, but there's something in the works. And, you know, when I heard that, I was like, okay, cool. You know, there's going to be a new game in the next three years, you know, from because Pyre had just released last year. I had no idea this game was coming. 
And that's awesome. Like, he did a really good job of keeping that under wraps. And, uh, you know, seeing that, that gameplay trailer was just like, oh, man, this is this is like Bastion all over again, but even... Like, it's going to be bloody. Like, uh, there's some gore in the trailer and stuff like that. I was super surprised to see that because usually they've gone more like the artistic direction and like the imaginative imaginative direction, but they actually are looking like they're going to throw in a little gore and stuff into it. Um, I'm, I'm really excited for the game. I'm excited to see what happens and, um, I'm excited to explore it. Cause I'm definitely going to be buying it this weekend. I'm curious, uh, Josh and I were talking about this and then we kind of stopped kind of curious how the early access stuff is going to work because, um, Josh and I were talking about how it's an early access only on Epic Games Store right now. Is that meaning that there's only a certain part of the game that's playable? Is the whole game playable, but they're going to make tweaks? Does that mean that eventually they're going to release it for all systems? Like, what's what's the um, what's the future look like for this game? So that was one of the big questions Josh and I had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely curious. It's it's a little yeah it's a little concerning with early access stuff because you never know for sure that like I just watching that the gameplay stuff I watched this morning it was like it did seem a little bare bones for an action game but I'm like well maybe that's just because it's an early access I don't know um, it's hard to say like it's I'm curious to see what you think of it because from what I saw the camera was pulled out a lot farther than Bastion and it like it had a nice sort of like level of um, the, the dialogue seemed very sarcastic and fun, but like it was like 5% dialogue. It didn't seem narrative driven at all. It was basically just a guy running around like a hack and slash, like a dungeon crawler kind of thing, which is weird because their games are very, very narrative driven. So again, I was just watching someone play it, but um, it didn't seem like there was like a, a strong story propelling it. And I don't know. I'm curious to see if the full game is like that, or maybe that was just the first chapter or what. Maybe they're going a different for a different thing. They just want to make like a kind of a, like a dungeon crawl kind of a game for them. Cause it seems like they came out this pretty fast, right? I mean, like Pyre was just out last year and then this whole entire game was already ready for early access. So pretty quick for them. Pretty quick turnaround. Maybe that's, maybe that's what the early access means that it's, um, they're getting kind of like the gameplay and the look and everything out right now. Like the artwork and the mechanics have been done. And now Greg has to write some story to it. Maybe that's what the early access means right now. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. That's that true. that gameplay actually looks very technical um, compared to like Pyre's uh, gameplay, because um, it's it's really like a hack and slash with a lot of things going on in it, um, and it's kind of like a isometrical type of look to it. But um, yeah, I'm sure they they want to balance out that that gameplay to make sure it's not so not too hard, but you know, challenging for players. So I'm sure they yeah. got something in mind as far as what type of talent or what what type of challenge they want for the I mean, player base yeah none of their games have been too overly difficult in terms of mechanics or involved right right like bastion you had like you know you had the two weapons and then you could alternate between them depending on your play style but for the most part i mean it was just managing abilities and your two weapons like your ranged weapon and your uh melee weapon uh pyre Pyre required a little bit of strategy, but I mean it wasn't it wasn't anything to the caliber of like um like into the breach. No nothing like that 
caliber of strategy. I mean, really, yeah. If you if you really wanted to, it was just mostly knowing which team was strong at something, selecting the right players, and then just ramboing mm. to their their goal. Sports game you know? with RPG elements, basically. Right, yeah. right. I, I mean, it was sports light, if anything. So, I mean, it's interesting that they chose to return back to a roguelike kind of uh, game. It's interesting and. I'm curious as to why they made that choice. I think that's going to become a lot more evident as the game is more infused with story in the future. It, my prediction, it, well, if it is, if it becomes more infused with story, we don't know. But I would say that my prediction is that maybe their money was a little tight because, you know, Epic uh, offers them, like we were talking about earlier, they get, I think I was reading it's like 85 to 88% of the of the profit goes to the developer, which is more than Steam. So Epic's big way of trying to break into the game is to give developers more money. So I'm just wondering if maybe Pyre didn't sell as much as they had wanted to, and they thought, we, if we get this out to early access, maybe it's like could be a funding reason, too. We don't even know. You know, Usually early access is designed for developers to get money, right? So maybe they're having some, some funding issues, which would be too bad, because they're a great studio. So Who knows? Just interesting to speculate about. Usually, when you see early access, it's because... You know, there's not a lot of money there for development, and they want the supporters to help out. Um, but it does, it's got a cool style to it, so we'll, uh, like all their games do, so I'll have to check it out. Uh, was there anything that got you turgid announcement-wise at the Game Awards, uh, Fish? Mm, I didn't get to watch it, but um, I did see that trailer that Shay linked in our group chat uh, for The Outer Worlds, which looked really cool. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's it, it has like a weird like I don't know if the for some reason I got like a Borderlands vibe from it. I guess because you know the whole setting's set between you know big corporations taking over a planet and um but it's a lot more. It seems more lively than Borderlands, I would say, and less apocalyptic, run by bandits type of deal. Um. With, of course, you know, it, it's made by Obsidian, so um, those people made um, Fallout New Vegas, I believe. So they definitely have, you, you could de definitely tell, like, they, they've taken those, uh, all those skills that they've learned as far as, like, developing a RPG with a massive world like that and translated it into a whole new world and story and different characters, um, so... Uh, I'm very curious to see what they do with that. Um, it's definitely caught my attention. It's funny because we were literally just talking about this in the last podcast, like what we wanted the next Fallout to be, and then basically <laughs> Obsidian's like, hey, I think we're kind of doing it over here. Let's show, let's show <laughs> the world. Uh, yeah, it's interesting that they chose to make this announcement after Fallout 76. I don't know if that was a specific on-purpose type of situation, but I think like, from what I've noticed um, as of this morning, because I was looking around on the social medias, the various social medias and various articles, it looks like some people are thinking that it's kind of like Obsidian subliminally going to war with Bethesda, which I don't think that's really the case. I think it's just that, you know, Bethesda said, ah, oh, we're going to, you're, we're going to keep doing fallout games so obsidian was like well we did new vegas so well why don't we just do another game in that vein set it to somewhere different and make another one because we did so well with new vegas and that's kind of what it seems like this 
studio is doing and it looks awesome like i can tell the hype is definitely there like there are a ton of people already super hyped for this game saying like this is not necessarily going to space but this is kind of what bethesda should be doing but instead they're more worried about the online aspect of it where uh, obsidian looks like they're going to be giving it the single player rpg treatment like fish was talking about that all the fans really want so i'm really excited for that mm-hmm. yeah it does seem like a punch to the groin of a uh, bethesda i mean it really does i mean it's exactly what people seem to have wanted they kind of changed up the setting enough to make it fresh so it's not just the same wasteland thing over again and they made new vegas which for a lot of people is their favorite fallout game so yeah they are you know and i think competition is good you know like we talked about earlier if, if Bethesda's not going to deliver at the highest level, then having some competition out there doing it, I think, is, is going to be better for Fallout games, too. It's going to push them. You know, it's true. Mm-hmm. And actually, you know what I just thought about is, like, maybe Bethesda kind of gave them their blessing with this, because maybe Bethesda was like, well, our next iteration into this uh, this whole IP is going to be an online multiplayer-style game. And maybe Obsidian was like, well, we want to make the next Fallout game. And they're like, well, we're going to be doing stuff with Fallout, but make one in that vein. We'll give you our blessing type of thing. Maybe it's some scenario like that. You know, obviously, I don't know people from Bethesda or, or Obsidian, but maybe this is kind of like a like a mutual understanding of like, yeah, do something different with it. But like, take that template and do something fun with it. So who knows? Yeah, yeah, I'm curious what the relationship is like because they made New Vegas, so it's like I'm I'm curious what that relationship like is between them and Bethesda. It might not even have they might not even meant it. They might have they might have had no idea that Fallout 76 was going to turn into this sort of situation. <laughs> I don't think any too. I don't think anybody really did, you know. And so no, like, oh. like that but, that news that I sent I linked you guys this week about the whole data breach stuff, man. The hits just keep coming in for that game. I mean, like at first, yeah. like at first, I was frustrated and like unapologetic, but now I kind of feel bad at how bad this game is doing. Yeah, yeah. Someone, one of our listeners, Ectological, give him a shout out. Actually, said something I hadn't thought of. He he messaged me after our last podcast and uh, was saying that he thought maybe that Fallout seventy six will be going to Game Pass within a couple months, and I was like, you know, I could see it going to Game Pass. Pretty soon. I could um, see it going by the end of the year, to be honest with you. <laughs> it could. That's how they salvage it, which would be fine because I have Game Pass and I wouldn't mind trying it for my $9 a month or whatever it is. Uh, I think it would it. be a smart way to salvage it, like you're saying, because no one's going to buy the game at this point, or very few people are going to buy it with Data Breach, with how bad it's been doing, with how expensive it is, with how dead it is. It just feels like this game actually feels like an early access game, in all honesty. It, like it doesn't have that label, yeah. but it feels like it. So I think it, it would be smart for them to put it on a Game Pass, and that allows people no pressure or low pressure to try the game and get into it. It, it really depends on Bethesda at this point on whether they want to make it right with their fans, the people who have actually went out and bought the game. Um, but it seems like that yeah, they've had so many mishaps with that game, and a lot of people are unhappy with it. It. I honestly, it would behoove me to think that Bethesda would not do anything to make things right with the consumers at, with the consumers at this point because, yeah, they've really dropped the ball. I just want I mean, things. I just want things to behoove you more, more behooving of fish, please. 
Yes, please. Behoove me. It's um, not that hard. <laughs> That's what she said. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, outer, the Outer Worlds looks great. So I'm glad you brought that one up. Uh, Josh, was there anything announcement-wise that you saw at the Game Awards that uh, piqued your interest? Uh, um, not really. Nothing. I mean, as of not watching them, I just saw a few trailers coming out afterwards. So, I mean... They had new trailers for a few things I was interested in already, which was fun, but, uh, I mean, that was it. Okay. Just kind of the yeah. usual suspects. Yeah, I'm, just, um, you know, yeah, I'm still, still not going to watch that show, so, yeah. Uh, well, I, I think it's a shame. One day, hopefully, they'll be able to convert you, turn you around, you know. Uh, it's a good show. They, they had a musical medley with, uh, like, Hans Zimmer and, um... Harry Gregson Williams and the uh, the girl um, Lena Rain, who does music for Celeste, and mm-hmm. some hot Asian guitarist. I don't know who it was. I don't know if she was. Just, <laughs> and it was like this. They had. I I, I don't even know if she was Asian, honestly, but she was very beautiful. Uh, it was uh, basically they have like the Game Awards band, and they wrote like this theme for the Game Awards. It was the weirdest, most amazing thing. And actually, at one point, they had this Red Dead ensemble after Red Dead won the best soundtrack or whatever, and they had like. That the people singing the the vocal songs from the game, and they had like all these like there was this long beautiful arrangement of music. It was, it was really incredible. Um, like the the levels that they went to there, I I was profoundly touched. Um, I will say that uh, Josh, I think you might have to finish that Far Cry Five because we're getting a standalone sequel with Far Cry New Dawn. Woo! Why would you ever need to finish that to know what's going on in that game? There's well, literally nothing happening in it. There's a lot of things happening, and I'd love to tell you about some other time. You're like, man, I you will... really need to catch up on the Twilight Zone to get the new season. Does anybody not really watch the Twilight Zone? So I can't confirm or deny that. Um, the episodes are standalone. You watch Black Mirror. Saying, so you don't have to Black watch Mirror, the previous season to watch the new well, season. It's 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 weird because I didn't know it was going to be a direct direct sequel, but they kind of give away a spoiler at the beginning of the game, which with the whole nuke thing uh, being the that's entire premise. That's not a spoiler. Like that's there's there's nothing to spoil in that game. Well, that was the controversial thing that a lot of people were torn on. I don't want to ruin the ending because I know eventually you guys might experience it, but basically you fail, and uh, the nuke goes off on Montana, our my beautiful land of Montana. Destroy. Yeah. He spoiled the fuck out of that game. Um, there's a cool thing that happens with uh, Joseph Seed, though, but I won't ruin it just in case. On the small 1% chance, you end up finishing it. Or I could ruin it. I don't care. I'd love to. Ru- I could ruin Far Cry all day if you want me to. Um, Joseph Seed is naked on a nuke. <laughs> hits the detonator. Uh, no. No. It's, it's, it's pretty cool how they do it, but it pisses yeah! a lot of people off. <laughs> Wrecking Ball style? Yeah. Mm hmm. Uh, it's funny because I was on a pod- style. I'm sorry, like like Miley my- Cyrus. Miley Cyrus. Yeah. Oh my fucking god! You think that's the point of reference here? <laughs> he came in like a wreck. Oh, You're the father. You're a disgrace. A <laughs> <laughs> Although you, you can't really Wait, swing well, a nuke. I'm, I'm curious what the, what the reference is. Is it the is it one of those comedies where the dude's like riding on a nuke or a missile? Yeah. Uh, 
Oh, God, what's the name of that comedy with that I have no old idea. guy? Old guy? Oh, shit. What's his name? This is crazy. The Apprentice? Just tell him. Just tell him. No. <laughs> this is really fun. Just tell me. Tell me. I don't know. Is it, 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 it's, it's Leslie. Doctor Leslie. Strange Love. What is that? Uh, I think See, this I is why I didn't even right bring track. it up. Okay. See, Josh's references will reach our listeners who are in Josh's realm of thinking. Okay. Okay. Not me and Fish's realm of thinking. Me and Fish were watching the Miley Cyrus video for nipples. All right. This this is not mm-hmm. the crowd that you're talking. Uh, we're just like uh, 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 no 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 nipple. Um no, but it looks weird. That. I would say I'm interested because it's going to be out in February, which is fast, and uh, it is a direct sequel to a game you guys know I love dearly, uh, and it looks weird, though. I mean, the cover and everything, like, they're going for, like, that bright color look that Rage 2 is going for, with, like, lots of pinks and stuff like that, and it's weird looking. There's, like, two, like, rough-riding-looking chicks on the front with weird, like, uh, apocalyptic, that's bring back our DMX reference. <laughs> Before the podcast, there's some rough riding looking chicks. Eve is on the on the cover. It looks like um, with some sort of like hacksaw rocket launcher thing. It looks weird. But anyways, the coolest part was at the very end of the trailer, you see a little clip of Joseph Seed, the father, one of my favorite characters of the year. He's back, baby. Woo! He's back, surviving in the bunker. So yeah, pretty. It's only forty bucks. How cool is that? Forty bucks. That's cool. That's cheap. cheap. Wait, do, do, do you need Far Cry 5 to play it? or No, it's standalone okay. sequel. All right. Yeah, Fish is on board. All right, Fish is back on board. Mm-hmm. Woo! <sighs> well, you know, when you get that PS4, Fish, you know, which will probably be pretty soon, now that you got that new job, you can always finish that Far Cry. It's going to be taunting you. Did you get rid of it, or do you still have it? I still have it. All right, that a boy. That a boy. Uh, anyways, so that looks that looks interesting too, and that, I posted that today, and it's getting a lot of tr- excitement and traction. Uh, a couple quick hitters: Crash Team Racing, which is cool because as me and Shay would attest to, the true great yes, yes, kart yes, 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 yes. The true greatest kart racing game ever is finally being remastered. Yes, yes, yes. Wait, are, yes. are you talking about Crash Bandicoot? Yeah, We're talking Crash about Bandicoot Crash Team, Team racing. racing, baby. Oh wow! Whoa! Wow, that's that's They're coming out with a remastered version, right? Cool. Remastered version. How does that I'm, rub your? I'm sure food? they'll include some new stuff in there, but yeah, I'm super super excited for it. Like that game, I think was better than any Mario Kart, and I do love me some Mario Kart, but I like Crash better by a sizable margin. Well, that's you love I'm excited Bandicoot, to see though. that they're bringing it back. I mean, with the with the remaster of the first three Crash games and that doing so well, I think that it's the right time to bring back Crash Team Racing. I think that's a good thing. Mario Kart needs some competition. Mm-hmm. Competition is always good. There was a Mortal Kombat 11 trailer that looked fucking rad but there was no gameplay it was just a really cool fmb thing and I, I i'm not even kidding you like it was actually really really cool um and i could care less about that stuff so uh but yes they announced some mortal kombat 11 it was cool how they did it too because um i think his name is ed boone he came out 
to announce the nominees, and he was like, all right, here are the nominees for best sports game. And then it just started showing the Mortal Kombat trailer, and then afterwards he was like, oh, I think they played the wrong video. <laughs> oh, it was really funny how they did it. I was, uh, I was impressed. Um, and then there was a Dragon Age teaser for a new Dragon Age games, like Rise of the Wolf or Dark Wolf or something like that. Um, so we're getting another Dragon Age game, which is uh, always cool. I mean, those have been up and down. I don't know where you guys stand on the franchise, but uh, yeah. that's uh, that's EA that's making that yeah. shit. The last yeah. one was good, yeah. but it was way too long. Like it just dragged on after a while there, but it was good. So hopefully, hopefully this new one will still be you know, have something interesting going for it instead of just, you know. Yeah, what's the hook? What's the hook? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, they need something. Like, the last one was good, but it was large enough to be an MMO, but you were there by yourself. So it just, it kind of dragged on after a while. So, Mm -hmm. like, I wouldn't mind them doing essentially the same thing, but just, you know, dial it back a little bit. You know, a world half the size or something could accomplish just as much as far as, you know, giving you the feeling of the world without making it just take forever to do anything. So, that'd be neat. Or just make it an MMO so the world makes sense being that large. MMOs don't really exist very... I mean, it's it's very difficult to get an MMO nowadays. Yeah, I don't don't think there's really ever going to be another... Well, I mean... There are still MMOs coming out that do well, but just there's I don't think there's ever really going to be I don't know, it's hard to say that. At least not this generation. I don't see another massive massive MMO. It kind of feels like that's not not really something people are looking for at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't think MMOs can really you know, last more than a year as far as like popularity goes, because eventually something else will come out that will capture the attention of people. And yeah, like, yeah, it's tough because people want to play something new and like all their friends will move on to something else once they get bored of something. So it's hard for an MMO to really capture the attention of somebody, um, especially when Long they come term. out. Yeah. Yeah. Like World of Warcraft is basically the only thing that has stuck around for that long, and I feel like it's kind of a permanent fixture at this point just because it has been around for so long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think for a lot of people, WoW is like, one of my good friends was saying that her husband still plays WoW, but it's probably more like a comfort food thing for him, mm-hmm. you know? So Yeah, cause... and the weirdest thing about that is Blizzard's making it easier and easier to leave WoW now that they've made the connectivity between all their games so easy. Like you yeah. can you can just buy any of the other games and just have all your friends from WoW and just play other stuff <laughs> with them easily enough. Um which I mean, it kind of strikes me that that would hurt their own longevity for World of Warcraft, but who knows? Maybe not. I yeah, I bet their philosophy is just as long as you're playing a Blizzard any, game. Yeah, any <laughs> of their games, they don't care. So, which yeah, that I mean, that's kind of how it's been for me. As well, I stopped playing WoW, but I'm still, still hanging out with all my friends from from the guild back in the day. Just because we're on Heroes of the Storm or Hearthstone or uh, Overwatch, just whatever they happen to be playing, you can hop on. You can hop on Destiny and play some of that. 
And I mean, really, none of my friends are playing it, but you could play some Call of Duty if you really wanted to. So, yeah, you know, it's uh, sorry, I had a random tangential thought, Josh. Uh, sorry, I was just thinking about how Shay was going to be, we're going to play some CFDs with Shay soon. I got really excited. By the way, did your did the Xbox mm-hmm. arrive? No. It's not going to arrive for a while, man. I mean, it's during Christmas season, and uh, it's a big box. I don't know if you remember, it took almost a month for when you sent my shit over for me to get it. So Fish, Fish said six days. He said they told him Oh, it took six days? Um, That's what they quoted me at. They said five to six oh. days. It should be there. So I don't know. It's also holiday next... season. So. You yeah, gotta tra- we'll, we'll track it. it. Let's tr- we'll track it after the show. I was It'll just come next. Oh, yeah. actually, so... Mm, no, it's not <laughs> that. Never mind. I got a package. We gotta have... Um, like, so in my apartment complex, we have these little lockers where if we get a package and one of us isn't here, they put it in a locker and save it for us. I haven't gone to get it, but I know it's food. It's like food that I order online, not the Xbox. So mm-hmm. we'll see. And the thing to also consider is it has to go through customs. So they're going to open the box, see everything in there, which is why last year I got not pissed, but I was like, what the fuck, Morgan, when you put in a Tanga egg and a Playboy magazine, because all the customs mm-hmm. got to see that and uh, before it came to my house. Yeah. Oh, so no, it took like an extra being. week while they passed that thing around. <laughs> I know. I was oh, a human oh, being knows. No. The, you look at naked people and jerk off, you monster. All right. Um, I just thought that Playboy was funny because it was in my car for like eight years. Huh. And it was somebody bought it for me as a gag <laughs> gift. So I was like, I'm just going to mail this to Shay. It was, no, like was kind of like, funny. I kept it in my bathroom for a while and it was a, it was a good uh, talking piece. But then. Um, I was like, you know what? The joke has uh, worn out. It's time to uh, uh-huh. get rid of it. And I got rid of it. You monster. He was worried some girl was going to be over there and think he was just a freak. Like, ah, what's this sicko? He's sitting around jerking That, that was part of the, to- the talking piece. That was part of the talking piece. <laughs> it's actually. true. Would discuss it and look at it with them. Mm, okay, a little foreplay. Oh, all right. <laughs> uh, um get that beanstalk growing jack all right so that's i think it's about it for the announcements uh lots of cool stuff if there's anything we missed i think we hit the ones that were important to us i um, wanted to kind of breeze through the winners here in case you guys had any thoughts one thing i really like about the show is they do a good job of spreading out the winners um i think even better than the academy does because i so this, this show is like a wet dream for me in, a, in many ways. This is how much of a nerd I was. When I was eight years old, I was watching the Oscars. Um, and I've literally watched the Oscars every year. Award shows. I used to read, wake up every Saturday morning and run down to the paper so I could read Roger Ebert's reviews for movies, grab a cup of coffee. And I'd be like, oh, he gave this movie three stars. Thumbs up. Uh. I, like, I've always been that nerd. Um, so this award show is like a really beautiful thing for me personally. So I like, I really get down on the whole award shows thing. Like I just, I could crank to an award show all day long. Um, so here's some of the winners. Audio. <laughs> well, I mean, we've already crossed the threshold, Josh. We might as well keep going. Audio design, as we talked about, um, Red Dead Redemption 2, one for best audio design. Mm-hmm. Um, that is something I will 100% get behind because that their audio design is just amazing just amazing it's absolutely absolutely my favorite thing about that game there's a lot of esports for sure i actually this year this year or excuse me this week 
I put my headphones in and played that game finally, and it was a night and day difference experience. I absolutely loved yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. It made the mm-hmm. game so much better. Yeah, me too. I didn't think I could like the game anymore, and then I put those headphones on, and I've been turgid ever since. Uh, a lot of esports stuff in here that won't make any sense, so there's really no point in reading, other than content creator of the year was Ninja. Um, big surprise. You know, this Ninja guy everyone talks about, I don't know. I'm not familiar with the, the kids. Best mobile game was Florence, the game that Josh played. Did you play it on mobile, Josh? It's only on mobile. Oh, okay, so it's only on. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Um, do you have any, uh, like a small, like a 30-second thought on Florence? Um, it's, uh, it's a narrative game, um, but it actually, it, it manages to kind of use the limited ways you are interacting with it to actually mm-hmm. kind of make you feel really connected um to the story they're telling they they did that really well in a lot of games you're just kind of you know tapping to get through the storyline or something like that and they managed to involve you in a way that was really cool and then on top of that the the art and the music in the game is really good too so it doesn't take a lot to give you know to to get you that involved whenever it's just as charming as it is to begin with but yeah, they did. They did a really good job um, incorporating the the game elements into all that. So, from from mobile game, yeah, mm-hmm. interesting. Let's see if I could squeeze that in there. Um, debut indie game went to The Messenger, which I think is kind of silly because Moss and Donut County were in that category as well. But you know, congrats to The Messenger for. I'm sure our good friend the Rich Meister will be happy about that. Uh, let's that's see. a tough one. There have been a bunch of new. Yeah, I was going to say Celeste. Yeah, that wasn't that's even a... nominated. Yeah, for debut indie game, it won some other stuff. Mm-hmm. Debut indie game, I guess, is the studio's like first stab yeah, at first, something. First game period. And yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. What What were all the nominees on that one again? I'm sorry. Uh, Moss, Donut County, Yoku's Island Express, Florence, and The Messenger. That's sad my memory of us didn't make it. Like, I can understand why, because it didn't get the greatest of reviews, but that still sucks. I think that was a good enough Mm. game that it should have been up there. It kind of got... It probably got buried, really, just when it came out. There was so many... That was the month of the AAA game, because it was... Right in there with Spider Man and Red Dead and everything else that hit at that time. So it probably it's true. Sadly, just didn't come out at a good time. You know time. what that means? Yeah, that just means that not enough of our chompers were playing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I bet if I pulled them, it would be pretty, pretty high in the never heard of this game before yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, I know. I'm just kidding. I know. It's, <laughs> yeah. I know. Uh, so, oh. I don't know if this was a tie. I guess it was a tie. Uh, so, best studio and game direction was they award it to two different things because they're like a combined effort mm-hmm. here, and that went to Santa Monica Studio and Sony Interactive Entertainment. Um, so they, because it says that they're both a winner, so I assume it's studio slash game direction because they work together, you know, in a tandem. Um, VR game went to Astrobot Re- Rescue Mission, which I was not surprised. At. 
after mm-hmm. the buzz that game has been getting. Um, I'd still prefer Moss, but Astrobot is fantastic. So. No, I think Astrobot, as far as VR game, I, I really enjoyed Moss, but it still feels like the first episode of a of an episodic game. So, well, I have it on good authority that a podcast member named Anthony Fisher said it was brilliant. Moss was brilliant. It is. It really is, and I want to see the second episode. Yeah. I want to yeah. see the second episode. Yeah. Well, sequel, you know. Yeah, kind of like I want to see the second episode of God of War from this year. Mm-hmm. Yes, that too. Because he will, he will no longer be yelling, boy. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the positive. He's yeah. girl. Because both those games ended on an act one break. <laughs> Teenager. <laughs> oh, God. Prepubescent <laughs> teenager. <laughs> that would be the worst. <laughs> Dad, how are babies made? All right, Art Direction um, went to Return of the Obra Dinn uh, mm. over some impressive stuff, which if you play that game, that has a very distinctive yeah. Art Direction. Yeah, it's. I've never seen anything that's really like that. Like, There are a lot of games that will try filters and stuff kind of the way that one has but it's it's really cool like they're doing stuff that there's absolutely no way you could do on an old you know late 80s machine but it it looks like it could be on there just from the the way that's actually rendered it's really cool it is cool. Yeah, it's it's one of those things that we could talk about more about next week if we have more time Josh cuz I spent a couple hours with my lady. By mm-hmm. the way, it came back like 80% of our audience just wasn't even interested in that game at all, which I think is a shame Yeah, because it, it's a hard game to market. It's basically a murder mystery on sort of like a pirate vessel and you're in insurance. Um, mm-hmm. Oh God, what's the second part of that word I'm looking for? Injuster? Insurance Adjuster. Adjuster? Okay. And yeah, and basically you're just solving a bunch of murders for your insurance report and there's like 50, there's like 60 something crew members or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it, it kind of reminded me of a game from like school. Like, uh, I don't mean that in a pejorative sense, but like, uh, like Oregon Trail or something like that, because like, you'll find somebody and you have to like write down, type in there, like this person killed so-and-so and, oh, I don't know their name yet. So I'll just save this page in my book and I'll come back to them later when I find it's, it's really weird. It almost felt like a school project, that kind of a video game, which is <laughs> odd. Um, but it's really cool. It's a, it's a murder mystery game and I think more people would probably enjoy it, but it's a hard sell. It's a, it's a tough sell. Yeah, it is. It's, it's. I I I don't think detective games as a whole are really a big draw for people and then given that it looks like it's straight out of the 90s from, you know, the limited screenshots they give you of the game which granted it gets much more interesting looking and and cool because the whole general conceit is that you can see like frozen uh moments right before someone dies and so you'll like go back to the second that they died and have just like the ship frozen in time and Mm -hmm. just the way they render that is really really cool like they're able to pull off some stuff that was just it's really striking there's there's one murder i can give an example of because this game has like 70 murders so it's not a spoiler Mm -hmm. at all but there's one murder I can give an example of to, to kind of explain what it's like, what Josh is saying. There's one where you find this guy who's decapitated, and when you go into his murder, 
like you find out that there was a giant sea monster attacking the ship and its tentacle had gotten inside the ship and grabbed the cannon right as the cannon went off and the cannon shot the guy's head off. So you're looking at the scene. It's like a giant Mm -hmm. sea monster tentacle holding a cannon. And then the guy's got his head blown off in the distance because the cannon was turned sideways. And like you basically, it's like a bunch of shit went down and they freeze frame it. Mm-hmm. But the, the art style makes it kind of difficult in a good way because sometimes you're like trying to look at stuff like, is that blood? Is that an explosion? Like, yeah. Like, yeah. The, a lot of times the stuff will be a little ambiguous, but in a good way. Whereas if it was, yeah. you know, a hyper-realistic so art sta- style or something, yeah, yeah, like yeah. It, it would be hard to really pull off the exact same gameplay. and. Yeah, it's 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 good. It's good. They they're able to get a lot of horror out of not quite knowing what you're looking at a lot of times in in a good way, which is something that a lot of games don't do that well anymore. It's kind of you know, here's the big scary thing. So yeah, good. It's a good example of somebody with a very low budget and a lot of creativity. Uh, my only criticism so far of it is that it makes my brain hurt. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm like in the middle of like solving 60 murders and I'm like right in the middle of it. So I have like 30 people that I just know that how they died and I have no idea who they are. And I'm like, and there's people everywhere. And my, me and my fiance had to stop after like four hours. And I'm like, oh, my fucking head hurts. Because um, it's a lot. You, It's not yeah. like you're solving 12 murders. It's like an entire fucking ship of people and you have to figure out who mm-hmm. how they died and you're using it's it's a lot so it's a thinker yeah it's a thinker i just i think that game would do better if it was available on more platforms it's just pc mm-hmm. i think that if that comes to other platforms i think that it will do do better yeah i think it's completely playable on any of them um oh yeah did yeah. you play it with a keyboard or I played controller? it with a controller because in order to pull off the art style they're doing with the crazy shaders they've got going on and everything, um, they have inverse acceleration on the mouse where it will completely throw away inputs if you start moving it too fast. Um, so it actually controls better with a controller than with a mouse. Um, so yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, it, it it works with a controller just fine. So I think it could be ported to uh, to those other systems if they ever, you know, ever get around to it. I was uh, huddled up on the couch on my wife's laptop, and it worked just fine because the laptop mouse is probably very yeah, pretty shitty. slow, pretty yeah. slow. So you're not like it was frustrating me because I play a bunch of PC games, um, and like I'd move the mouse and it would unless I was very slowly, methodically moving the mouse, it just wouldn't keep up with me. Like, it would just... Mm. Yeah. Like Not it, up to the Josh quality that we expect. Mm. I mean, it was fine. Like it, like I said, it worked great with a controller. Yeah. So. Well, there you go. There's no excuse. It should come out. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think that it will. They make enough money. You guys will like this. Best strategy game went to... Into the Breach. Oh, yeah. Goddamn Hell right, yeah. Man. You know, it's it's kind of sad. I don't think there was a ton of competition this year, but no, I think it, it, it could have won was, against some of the stiffest competition have, yeah. from the last several years. So. Yeah. yeah. It's too bad. I think it rightfully deserved the win. I'm not going to. It did. I mean, like, 
I remember when I talked with uh with um Jesus Christ. You're gonna have to edit this out. With Ian <laughs> Dallas <laughs> earlier this year, um, about game awards and how he said, you know, how it's kind of all allocated and it's you take it with a grain of salt, but I'm still happy that Into the Breach won that mm-hmm. award. I'm really, really happy. Yeah, yeah, I, me too. Even like Josh said, the competition was crap. Valkyria, Valkyria Chronicles, Battletech, the Banner Saga, Frostpunk's actually supposed to be all right, but yeah, like it's not, mm-hmm. not. But I agree, it could have won on a tougher year. I think. Yeah. But we'll take it. You know what they say. Uh, I don't know the saying, but they say it. Um, <laughs> uh, I already mentioned this as a personal category that means a lot to me. Best score and soundtrack went to Red Dead Redemption. Um, but there was a lot of great um, contestants here. Celeste, God of War, you know, Cooney, Spider-Man. Oh, Spider-Man shouldn't be there. That's an embarrassment. Octopath Traveler. I know Josh said that game had really good music. Um, eh, Spider-Man was good. It was... It had really good music. It was forgettable because it did its job extremely well and then got out of the way. But it was good. It was it was a solid score. So. Yeah, and but I mean, there's other. There's just yeah. a lot of other stuff this year. I think that had better music. So, mm-hmm. um, but props to Red Dead Redemption Two uh, action game. That this one, a shame. But <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a shame it didn't win more. Um, action uh-huh. game went to Dead Cells, which I found offensive. Um, but I know you guys will probably be happy about that. So yeah, Dead Cells is a really good game, as far as action goes. <laughs> Even though that genre is very broad, yeah, <laughs> that action, is a weird, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> I have no idea how action is still a genre anymore. Like it describes yeah. nothing. Yeah, they just wanted to give him an award. They're like a. Yeah, that's that's and that's like what goes along with what I was saying earlier. Like, there's technically action in football games. Like, what kind of action are we talking about? Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think I think part of the awards is just like spreading the love around to everyone. So yeah, you take it with a grain of salt, but it's still cool. So yeah, I agree. Action's a weird genre to still have, or weird award for a genre to still have. Rather. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where I agree. It's it's just good put, to spread put anything that doesn't quite fit into one of the other categories. Yeah. Oh, it's an action game. Yeah, <laughs> I think they're going for the more traditional idea that we grew up with, which was a game that's just like very visceral, intense. Like, I, I, it's hard for me to even mm-hmm. describe it in a well in a way that's very coherent. But I I kind of get what they're going for. Um, yeah. But anyways, congratulations, Dead Cells. You got something. Wasn't happy with who they beat in that category, though. Um, action adventure game went to God of War, uh, which I could definitely see. Uh, esports game went to Overwatch. Overwatch is still kicking in the esports genre, so mm-hmm. there you go, Josh. We have an esports connoisseur of sorts here. Mm-hmm. They have really, really done well keeping that going. Um, yeah. I've been very impre- impressed with how they've how they've handled that. So, yeah, very cool. Still kicking. That's how you get some life. Those games. Best performance in a landslide went to Roger Clark from Red Dead Redemption Two. That was an easy one. Um, but uh, I mean, I don't even know who else would. 
I mean, I, one thing I was going to laugh is if, like, uh, Detroit 2, Two Human won, like, best narrative. I thought that would have set the internet on fire. Oh. <laughs> it was nominated, though. It, well, I'm not even kidding How, you. Detroit? Who nominated? <laughs> it was nominated. What? what? It wasn't. <sighs> what malfunctioning website-crawling AI nominated that game for narrative? Oh, my God. It was Fish. He sent the vote over, the Chompcast vote for uh, Two Human. They got me. Mm. You got me. Redhead. <laughs> yeah, that, that narrative is actually all over the fucking place. <laughs> yeah. Like, they, they, they shortly hit on something, and then they just completely drop off on it. It's like, oh, I really want you to keep going deeper into this one. Yeah. Because of the, all the different characters that you play. Like, Yeah. He just, he needs to. Yeah. He needs to stop with the whole scrap the choices. Just scrap the choices in the game. Make a decision and and make that game. Cuz like yeah. none of it fits together by the time he's done making well, a game ever. Like he'll well, have like s- a few good ideas <laughs> in there somewhere and you you could miss all of them. Yeah. That's true. Maybe they're just saying, hey, there was some good idea. He's still, he's, yeah. he's trying, failing, but he's trying. <laughs> he, he is. He keeps trying. He's trying. Uh, so yeah, Roger Clark destroyed that one. I will say Spider-Man was nominated for way too much shit, and I feel like mm. that was sort of like uh, all those Spider-Man nerds out there just, uh, it's like, it come on. It did have Spider-Man? some great performances in it, though. It, it yeah, but the really one, was, was Spider-Man the best of the performances? No. Uh, Dr. Octopus or, or even Mary Jane, I probably would have preferred over yeah. the sort of generic Spider-Man. Yeah, no. well, he was fine. But yeah, like, I don't know. I mean, it was a different take on it. Kind of a Spider-Man that's been around for a little while. That's not really... It is a different take on it, but still, he was still Spider-Man. It didn't really feel like it was completely out of nowhere. So, Spider-Man seemed like the one game they threw in there to try to get more hits and views. Um, not because it wasn't, it was not because it wasn't a really good game, but I mean, like if you look at the Metacritic and the general opinion of that game, it's, mm. <laughs> it's, it doesn't feel like it belongs in a lot of these categories. So I wonder, mm. I wonder, but I'm not here to hate on Spider-Man. It's perfectly, it is a, it is a damn good game. Uh, narrative of easily went to Red Dead Redemption 2, which actually I thought was going to be tougher. Um, Red Dead took a lot of them. But uh, not the big one. Let's see. Family game went to Overcooked 2. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Did you play that with your family? Is that your family game? Yeah, I played it with my family. I played it with fish when we were over <laughs> hanging out at your folks' house. Your fish family. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That is a great family. game. That is, that is possibly the best co-op game. Um, like couch co-op. Because it's... It, it, it forces you to communicate because you're running a kitchen together. Yep. And even if you know exactly what you're doing and are good at games, the puzzle is actually getting your, getting your team to cooperate together to accomplish anything. Like, there's no, oh, I'm good at this. I'll just kind of do it all on my own. It doesn't work. Um, no. Like, you have to get on the same, ta- on the same page as the people you're playing with. And just the way it accomplishes that is really impressive. Like it, it really makes you cooperate with, 
with people you're playing with. Cool. Uh, Fish, you'll be happy. Monster Hunter World grabbed an award. It was a strange category, I think, but because uh, really there's so many games where you're playing a role. But did you, um, did you see the award Monster Hunter won? No. This is news to me. Uh, well, Can't wait too, to hear it. Too bad. You should have been paying attention. All right. Uh, next category. <laughs> Tell me, you fucker. Poser. Role pl- best role-playing game went to Monster Hunter World. I was working. Best role-playing game? Uh, you can still check the winners afterwards. Uh, do you know how the internet works? No. It's not just for porn. What? And dating apps. Blasphemy. Uh, best role-playing game. Monster Hunter World. Uh, yeah! <laughs> In your face! In your, your face. face! Dragon Quest Eleven and Nino Cooney 2! <laughs> Stiff competition there. It's just weird, because all those other games seem like role-playing games, RPGs, and Monster Hunter World is... Uh, I guess I don't think of it like that, which is weird. I mean, it's got all the stats in there. Although, if... I don't know. I kind of feel like Assassin's Creed should be in that same category, too, with the change it's made in the last couple iterations. It's an RPG at this point, with all their gear and stuff. Like, it's, it's an RPG now. It, they've, they've completely moved in that direction. So, I mean, really, you could, you could make an argument that God of War was also an RPG. Yeah, with, with Even the way Red everything Dead. is mm-hmm. going into that. There's no just... game where I played more of a role as a character than Red Dead. So, I mean, the role-playing game mm-hmm. definition yeah, is it kind de- of weird. Yeah, Red Dead definitely felt like an RPG with, yeah. Especially when you threw it into first-person uh, view mode as well, which mm-hmm. I did a few times. Yeah. Just to play, I played getting, a little bit like that to see how to... it was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I couldn't... Uh, going to first-person yeah. and run around in circles to... Max your stamina. <laughs> Make yourself dizzy, but increases your stamina. Mm-hmm. Got to get that stamina. Uh, and so congratulations, Fish Monster Hunter. They wanted to give it something. But that's what I like about this ceremony. It's, it's just a celebration of products. You know, you can argue about the category it's under. Who cares? You know, like Red Dead run plenty of awards. I don't need to see it win that one. You know what I mean? Like, I, it's, it's, it's a good thing. I think it's a, it's a cool thing. Um, which I think is great about a lot of these awards have been some of our favorite games of the year. So uh, even though I think Fish is a little bit crazy on Monster Hunter, he's not completely crazy. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Slightly crazy. Just wish you'd stick with some of those other games a little longer. Uh, ongoing game, uh, Fortnite. Boo! Boo! Ongoing game. What sort of competition do they have there? <laughs> well, you know what I wanted to win. Right. No Man's Sky. They have um, that. They have Fallout was... 76. They have Sea of Thieves. They have Final no, Fantasy no, no, Brave no, Exvius. No, 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 no. Final Fantasy no. Brave Exvius. <laughs> oh, Why did that game. win any awards, Fish? Tinder. That's the best ongoing game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just life in general. That's probably the worst one. The worst ongoing? No, come on. Yeah. Uh, it beat out some tough competition, but I mean, they had no choice. I think because of the popularity, it beat out yeah, uh, just like Overwatch. Pure Destiny. numbers there. There's no way. Yeah, yeah. It's how are you going to top all that? No Let's just get way. it out of the way now, and then yeah. we don't have to hear about Fortnite ever again. I hope. Yeah, I hope. 
<sighs> Hopefully it's dead. Hopefully it's in a grave right now. Nope, it's not. I it, earlier, like mm. last month, uh, there's some like Kids Choice Award thing. It wasn't the Kids Choice Awards, but some video game Kids Choice Award, and Fortnite beat out every other game as Game of the Year for children. So it's not going <laughs> anywhere. Not going anywhere, buddy. Game. <laughs> Nothing like, like some all good my, senseless all my, violence. All my kids for for kids. All my boy. All my boys at school are always talking about Fortnite. I fucking love Fortnite, and they're doing the stupid Fortnite dances in between class. It's yep. yeah, it's not going anywhere. My daughter does the Fortnite dances. My fucking yeah, own annoying. flesh and blood. Yeah, I don't feel bad. Morgan, mine does too. Oh god, you guys need to and fucking I did it with them. her. You what? What? Uh, Can you back up? You're you're despicable. What? You flossed? No. Did you do You're the floss? You're deplorable. I, f- I flossed. You flossed. I did floss. <laughs> I, I did it! Go to and I'm not ashamed of it! She was doing it wrong. I had to correct her. I'd rather you tell me you were watching <laughs> hardcore horse pornography than that. God. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, not with my child. You know, God damn it, I thought Morgan. I thought the What's floss was interesting you? until I saw the video of Ted Danson trying to learn how to do it, and then I was done. <laughs> I was like, nope. <laughs> No, this dance is dead. Yeah, it's a cultural phenomenon. What can you say? Uh, best sports and racing game with the Forza Horizon 4, but let's be honest, nobody really cares. Um, best fighting game went to Dragon Ball Z Fighters, which I think is probably well-deserved. Uh, best independent game went to Celeste, so that's cool. Um, it did beat out some hefty shit, though. Mm-hmm. The, the Indie games have been in, so good this year. Yeah, this I think this is one of the well, this is one of the stiffer categories. Dead Cells, Into the Breach, Obra Dinn, and The Messenger, and and of course Celeste. So that was a brutal category. But Ooh, some of these, yeah. I think they they telegraphed the winner because only one of those games was in the category for Game of the Year, right? So how could you be nominated for Game of the Year but not win a separate category like that? You know what I mean? So I feel like they kind of telegraphed that stuff a little bit. But Celeste is a great game, so congratulations. That he had a really good speech too. He was talking about like a little bit about mental illness and stuff when he was up there, and uh, yeah, I was pretty happy for them. Mm-hmm. I think this is a fucking shame. Fortnite beat out Sea of Thieves for best multiplayer game. Um, Monster Hunter World and Destiny were also on there, along with Call of Duty Black Ops. I mean, come on. I get the Aww. Fortnite thing. It's just sad. <sighs> I just think awards? it's strange that they. I don't know. That game is going to be winning awards for the next 10 years unless we eventually, you know. Eradicate it? Well, no, just say, <laughs> okay, it came out this other year. Doesn't matter if it's, yeah. you know. Anyway. I think they'll get better about, yeah, I think they'll spread it around next year. I don't see it being a reoccurring thing too often. Um, but, yeah, tough. And then, of course, the grand finale, game of the year, went, no surprise, to boy good old mm-hmm. kratos and god of war um which i should have done it one of those things where i selected the winners because i had like 90 percent of these there's only like two that really hmm. threw me through the loop so um but and god of war makes sense to me because it has that that critical mass that appeal um it's a little more mainstream accessible i think yeah. and uh yeah i can see that one I can see that one. Pretty safe 
but very very well made. So congrats to Corey Barlog. Mm-hmm. It didn't win a lot of other, it didn't win a lot of other stuff, but a lot of times you'll see that if they're trying to spread it around too. So I was happy for the most part with the winners. It was it was a fun show for me personally. As someone who jer- jerks off to this, even though I might disagree strongly with uh, some primary categories, I still think it was great. Uh, anyways, good show. Hopefully, be here next year. Hopefully, you guys, you know, can watch it. It's, it's it's it is good entertainment. Announcements, awards, all that good stuff. Um, you guys, before I get to the barrage of listener comments, because we've already crushed the polls and the game awards, um, and I want to end the show with a bunch of hilarious listener emails that we're going to respond to. Um, you guys had some quick uh, impressions for, I know you played Red Dead Online. Um, <laughs> and it's beta phase. <laughs> the, uh, so, so yeah. We att- it's more like we attempted to play it online, is the truth. Attempted. Okay. Oh. Attempted. Yeah. 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 Play, playing it is a is a kind kind way of putting that. Um, you know, I was the more open minded between the two of us, if I may say so myself, Josh. And, yeah. Um, yeah. No, I was. I definitely I was played a little bit more than Josh. Day with it. So. Yeah. No, I played it the night before Josh and I played, and I played Josh and I played two separate times actually, and so I got a total of three times in. I tried it. I tried free roam and i tried some of the showdown series stuff and um i think josh would agree with this the free roam just feels empty um Mm. i think i think the max players you can have is either 24 or 32 in a free roam room and it seems like they take a bunch of the npcs out to kind of compensate for that which makes it just feel dead um Basically, it feels like you're doing a lot of missions um, that hold no bearing whatsoever, which was kind of my complaint about Fallout 4 with the whole Preston Garvey stuff. It just feels like missions that have no point. It's just like very generic missions, which I understand. It's an online multiplayer. Um, But pair that with removing the NPCs, pair that with if you complete these missions, you get a menial amount of money. You get nothing. Yeah, nothing. which they're actually, I I sent you guys an article a few days. I think it was yesterday. Actually, they're trying to fix that right now. They're working on that right now. Actually, um, they're giving mm-hmm. out a little bit more money. They've lowered the cost of stuff, and actually, people who've already bought some of that stuff, they return some of the the money to them. So they're trying to fix that issue a little mm-hmm. bit. But uh, it it doesn't change the fact that the world feels a little bit empty. Unfortunately, it doesn't feel as bustling and vibrant as it does in single player, uh, at least with the free roam. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, it doesn't feel like there's a reason the to explore. That, oh, good, good. Yeah, it doesn't feel like there's a reason to explore. Uh, you get in there, you have the full map completely opened up, so you can see everything. It's not like, oh, I wonder what's over here. You can look at it and find out. Um, And even if you did go there and try to hunt down some animals or something, there's no reason to. Like, there's... It's not like you're collecting a bunch of materials to to make stuff, like in the single-player game. Like, oh, I want this this outfit, so I'm going to try to find the skins that I need for for that. It's... It's... it, it, It... I don't know what you're supposed to do in the game. Like, it doesn't feel like there's really any reason to do any of it. 
So you kind of get on there and you screw around. You mess with other people while they're trying to do a mission. And that's yeah, kind of it. it. Well, I yeah, play a little you bit do of missions too. and then you mess with other people. That's, that's the biggest draw of yeah. free roam. If it's anything like Grand Theft Auto Five, I only spent a couple hours with it because I spent two hours trying to make a character, and then she was really disgusting looking, and I hated her. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I just wanted to make a character that I really liked, and she was going to be the hottest outlaw in the West, and she just looked like a fucking old grandma, and I was real sad about it. Huh. Um, she was she was a gummer, but um, so <clears throat> I if it's anything like Grand Theft Auto Five. The whole point of the game is sort of like your alternate life, so you're building up to like buy different stuff and sort of like, I guess, own property and stuff like that. And yeah, and fuck with people, but but basically, you do missions to earn money to acquire wealth and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I'm well, assuming it's, it's the same sort of. Basically. It's the same thing. Like you can make your camp look prettier, like have better looking tents and tables and stuff at your at your camp. Um. And customize your guns so they're shinier. Like, that's it, but, like, Mm, you're not collecting different things like you are in the main game. It's all just money. Um, Which Which you can buy clothes with and stuff, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not like, like, in the the main game, you can't just, you know, you're forced to look around and actually explore the world to find the things you need instead of just, well, I'll go off and rob a few banks and that'll give me all the money I need to do whatever I want to in the game. Like, there are specific reasons to go and explore. Um, and that's taken out of the multiplayer. Definitely, yeah. yeah. And... um I mean, there are a lot of other little issues with the multi, the free roam part of multiplayer too, that Josh and I encountered. I don't know what happened, but we encountered uh, some like connectivity issues or something where like yeah, I don't think I was connecting like to the we, game server. Like I think I was only on the world server, is what it seemed like, because um, I could yeah. chat and interact with all the NPCs, but like there was no way to interact with other players. So, yeah, I, I don't know what the issue there was. I mean, we had issue trying to complete a mission where it just was glitching out, Mm -hmm. um, had an issue where Josh couldn't see me, but he saw my horse haphazardly moving through, (laughs) through the environment. And then, um, I couldn't even see Josh at all. None, None of us, none of the other people could see Josh type of scenario. Um, it was weird. Uh, I think that the respawn points in free roam are a little bit off right now. Cause oh yeah, like someone awful. you kill can just like suddenly appear, maybe like ten feet away from you and just waste yeah. you. It's it's weird. It's interesting. Yeah. And yeah, that's, the that's gonna be is... a hard balance with free roam. That's gonna be a hard balance to try and find yeah. ideal respawn spots for free roam. Yeah, yeah. The combat's not great. It's basically any other, you know, GTA game. You get headshot, you're dead. Um, And then on top of that, like Shay is saying, you kill somebody, they respawn three seconds later right next to you because you always respawn near your body. And it doesn't take any time at all to respawn in the game, which I guess is good, but 
if you get in a fight with someone, it never ends. It never ends. One of you has to just decide to wander off. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's, I wasn't a fan of that. I'm sure other mm-hmm. people are, but I wasn't a fan of it personally. It just, it, it got a little bit old. It's endless. Yeah. It's endless. Yeah. yeah. That's, how, that's yeah. how it was. I mean, Fish countered that guy in his underwear. He chased us around for three hours and we were killing each other. It was just, they were just kind of yeah. always there, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> yeah, it's a little uh, annoying. But it's in beta. I will say so. this, though. It's... I will say this. The, the character customization is pretty good. Um, it's not phenomenal, but it's pretty good. I was able to successfully make the, one of the ugliest characters I've ever made in a video game on purpose. And it was great. Um, oh, I, I was telling it. Josh about this. It's <laughs> funny how you can customize your whistle. Out of all things in the game, that was the like the most unique one. You can customize your whistle to your horse. I thought that was pretty cool. I mean, it's a small, small, small thing, but it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually yeah, did, I but, felt dumb because I didn't even know it was in beta until somebody said it, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Well, that fucking yeah, explains it. Yeah, it's definitely in beta. Yeah, it's early access. No, I'm just kidding. But um, I I played some of the <laughs> Showdown series stuff. And some of the modes were actually fairly fun. Um, there's a mode in there where it's like 10 people and you have a bow and arrow with five arrows and they're instant kills and you have to oh, just wander around cool. through a certain part of the wilderness and try and sneak up on other people and kill them. And uh, it was intense and it was hard and it was fun. I was not good at it, so of course I got pissed off, but uh, <laughs> that mode was fun. And then there was just some other ass modes that i did not like at all josh and i played this one um (laughs) whereas basically you're like in this this like small town area it's not even a town it's i don't even know if it's a village it's just like this little area and there's little targets everywhere you got to shoot targets while you're trying to avoid getting killed by people and it just was not very fun at all yeah it's the weirdest Um, thing it's it's a free roam target shooting multiplayer pvp it's it was a mess it was absolutely a mess um yeah like i don't know what they were even going for with it like i i could see how it could be good with like a half dozen people or something so there's some sort of strategy about killing people but like what it was like 60 people in a 10 by 10 town, like there was, you know, no room at all. So you were just, you'd respawn and die and respawn and die. Maybe shoot a target or two. Like it was just bizarre. It was really bizarre. Weird. Yes. Well, I mean, that's one of the reasons I, I, I played it for a little while, but one of the reasons I stopped is because I was like, I just, I don't have the energy. If I liked it, I was worried I was going to like it. And I just, I was like, I don't have the energy to argue with Josh anymore about Red Dead. I just don't, I don't even want to like it because I just don't have the energy to fight about yeah. Red Dead anymore. Well, no, yeah. it's, yeah, it's, and... it's funny when, we, when Josh and I were playing, there were some times where like, he's like, this combat is just fucking shit. And I was, I was silently laughing in my head. I was like, you know, this is, it's not that bad, but it's not great. I think it's just a case of him and I are, aren't particularly great at the game. There are some parts of the combat which aren't great. <laughs> Um, it's just not good. I don't think like, it's I don't objectively think it's, complete it's not throwaway. good combat. Like it's, well, so it's different than the the campaign. You don't do dead eye and stuff. 
Yeah, you, your you dead do eye dead, is you essentially can do dead eye, but it's like it's with, real time. It's a nondescript cooldown. Your dead eye gets turned into whatever random cooldown you decide. So your dead eye meter is now, oh, you get to heal, or it's you get to paint targets kind of like dead eye, but it's still active time, so you could just be shooting him in the head anyway. Like so, there's so it doesn't it doesn't slow anything down. No, it doesn't serve any purpose if you just choose the essentially the same functionality as in the campaign. So it's you're you're, yeah. you're better off using it as just a generic cooldown, which is generally well, healing or something along those lines, yeah. or like a damage buff. Well, that's that's the thing about. As much as I love Dead Eye, I actually have a video I'm making about Dead Eye right now. But if you take away Dead Eye, it's basically like Uncharted Four. You know, it's like there's just not a lot. You're just no, you pop behind it's things. Way and shoot worse things. than Uncharted Four. It's, it's well, atrocious. It would, be, just, it would be the same. It's like GTA Three is what it is. No, well, that doesn't make any sense. It'd be like GTA Five, if anything. Mm. Yeah, it's it's yeah. not good. It you can say good. it's like I, it's it's serviceable. It's really Here's not, considering say. everything else out this year. It's really not. Here's what I will say. It, the best part about the combat in Red Dead is obviously, and it has to be missing from the online multiplayer, which takes it down a notch. It's not as fun, the combat. Um, that I will say. But all that being said, I think that, like we said, it's in beta. They are already showing that they're willing to start making changes now. So let's see what happens in the future. Okay, fair enough. Hmm. We'll see where it goes from here. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It's time for listener emails. I want to say before we get to this onslaught. How do onslaught, you check emails? What is um? Well, what are, the, what the are these thing. sound effects? Te- Pulls out his gun and he shoots his computer. <laughs> <laughs> Contraption! God damn it! I don't want. I don't need a penis enlargement. <laughs> Checks his email with a super scope. <laughs> <laughs> um. So basically, it's weird because one of the cool things about Instagram now is they let you ask your audience questions. So it's not even a traditional email, but in a way that it is. So we just opened it up the floodgates and said, "You can ask us anything. Maybe we'll read it on the show." And we only do this maybe once or twice a year, but I think it's a lot of fun. So let's get right to it. Round Robin here. Um, We'll go through these at a decent clip, and we'll have fun with it. So um, so maybe some of them are very specific. Well, no, let's just go for it. I'm not going to add any stupid rules to this. Um, Okay. So... As I as I stall here, because somebody sent me something for who sent me Fortnite? Is that you, Josh? You, <laughs> sent me something Fortnite related. What are you doing to me? You're just trying to fuck with me. Okay. So, Mozbomb87 asked, "Why Morgan is love, not Johnny Depp?" Oh, that's so sweet. Um, but unfortunately, nobody loves me. Hmm. They only love fish. Hmm. That's funny. I feel. Exact opposite here, Morgan. We've got a conflict going on here. I feel like everybody loves you, and they don't give me enough love. Great! That's how I want the world to be. All right, next question. Uh, uh, we'll, best, R- best RPG of all time was asked us, uh, Jason Peacock. Uh, ground Robin here. Shay, best RPG of all time. 
Best RPG of all time. Uh, uh, uh. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Um, um, um. Shit, I, uh, pass. I'll come back. Come back to me. No. That is oh, tough. Horrible. Right off the cuff like that? It should be easy. Final Fantasy VIII. That's Boom. probably one of the Fish. hardest questions. Final Fantasy VIII. Boom. Oh, hell yeah! I'll suck yeah, you see off See right that? Now. You're acting like it's such an easy question. We got two wrong answers in a row. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I should go with the game that won <laughs> RPG of this year, Monster Hunter Worlds. Boom. 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 All right. Okay, Josh, go. Ah, oh, shit. Uh, Not familiar with that one. Yeah, that's a weird game. I've never heard of that one. Oh, shit. Is that an SNES game? All right, throw it back to me. I got it. Josh, yeah. keep thinking God. about it for a minute. Uh, Elder Scrolls for Oblivion. Josh. Okay. I'll believe you. Yeah, Final Fantasy VI. I think it's six. There's six. the competition okay. is stiff there. Like they could be you could make arguments for about four dozen games. But Yeah, you could. Yeah. It's your favorite. Six. Just answer it like Final it's your Fantasy favorite. Six. I, mean, I think could, Yeah. Who could forget the classic Grand Stream saga for PlayStation One? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, uh, two of us here voted for Final Fantasy VIII, so we know the real answer. Uh, bing bada boom Squall over there, looking sexy on the webcam at Seifer over here. Red Blue Blur 1693 said, Hey, No Man's Sky, latest updates. Make it happen, Morgan, or Pokemon, let's go. I don't have a lot of new No Man's Sky updates right now, but me and Shay are going to try and maybe play it one more time before Game of Year, but honestly, yes. see if these... Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll we'll make it happen. Sea of Thieves is here though too, so that's gonna be um, more on the way. And Pokemon, let's go! None of us have really. Rough one. We're, we're the biggest yeah. Pokemon fans in the world, but none of us have really expressed a lot of interest in. Yeah, I was gonna play it with my kids, but it didn't end up happening. My daughter's been playing a ton of Animal Crossing lately. She's been going back through all my old 3DS games, and she see. Mm. Started a character in New Leaf, and she's been playing a ton of that lately. Uh. Man, yeah, Pokemon, Pokemon Let's Go, uh, that's a Christmas present for my daughter. Hmm. Um, hopefully my daughter doesn't listen to this podcast and ruins <laughs> her Christmas present. But, I hope so. That um, kid's going to have some problems if she listens to this show. <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ. Yeah, if, if she listens to this podcast, that spoiler is the least of her worries, Fish. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it that looks is... it looks cute, but I mean, we're like so deep in the Pokemon lore that like just a remake of the original games, I mean. But it looks pretty good on the Switch. Yeah. Uh, pretty damn close Pokemon game. Yeah. It looks Granted, cute. It has yeah. a Pokemon Go. How many Mankeys can you catch, it? though? How many Pidgeys? How many Mr. You know what I mean? Like, I as played... many as you want. As many as the, those Pidgeys could fill the screen. Hmm. You can fill no, well, them for, up with yeah, love for you. Juice. There's no, <laughs> there's no end of your leaking squabs. Um, <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, it does look cute and charming. But we just prioritize. It's tough for the podcast. So maybe mm-hmm. around Christmas, some of us will get it for our kids, and we'll have impressions later. Let's see how it goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tiger Tales Z forty two said uh, Commodore sixty four mini. I don't even know what a Commodore 64 is, so that's mm. a joke. I know what it is, but <laughs> get the fuck out of here. <laughs> um, thoughts? Hmm. Nope. 
we don't have any good thoughts. Sorry. Not anything uh, intelligent. Nope. We yeah. are too we're too young for that. That's for old people. Sorry. <laughs> uh, but but we love you, Tiger Tails. Captain Hawk said next feel f- con- oh next generation consoles. Are they wor- wait? What does this say? Next feel consoles. I think he's talking oh. about the console point five mess oh. that we've got going on now. I think. Okay. I guess. Well, let's just Captain Hawk. Let's just pretend he is. I will say, as the only one here who owns one of those, that it has changed my life. So absolutely, I have an Xbox One X, which is the most powerful console in the world. Yeah, and... you know, if you don't know how to operate a PC, I don't. Yeah. I can't even see we, my. We know. I yeah. can't even see we my know. desktop because it's just porn spam everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, Notification. Josh, you have to Cindy, understand. There are people that don't Cindy like would to like de- to meet you. <laughs> she, and I keep trying to send her an email. Mm-hmm. Now, you understand? People, there are people out there like me, Josh, that just don't like to deal with PC hassle. So having oh, a very PC powerful hassle. <laughs> you make your own hassle. <laughs> They're the yeah. simplest things to deal with. Yeah. Mm. We need to show Morgan how yeah, to create I... a folder. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I don't that's think not even a joke. About, I, okay. I don't think he's talking about next. I don't think he's talking about point five. I think he's talking about brand new consoles like PlayStation 5 or Xbox 2, whatever the fuck they call it. I think that's oh what he's God. talking about. Xbox. I think it was just What a, are they going to call error. that now? Autocorrect. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, we'll just. if. We'll just say that if you're thinking about getting a halfway system, I would say that my Xbox One X has changed my life. I can barely play my PlayStation anymore. Everything so. changes your life, Morgan. Every yes. week something changes your life. Yeah. Life is ever-changing. Thank you. That's true. That is a good point. Good point, sir. I apologize. Mm-hmm. Um, to you. answer the original question, I think if you have a 4K TV, uh, when the new systems come out, yeah, it's worth it. If you don't, then no. Because I think the next-gen consoles are going to you know, push that 4K boundary completely. Um, that's, that's where you're going to notice the difference because like, um, my dad was actually asking me the other day, he's like, I want to pick up a PlayStation. I'm like, cool. He's like, do you think I should get the, uh, PlayStation pro? I said, do you have a 4k TV? And he said, no. And I said, no, then you shouldn't get one because there's going to be no noticeable difference. And you're going to be spending a lot of extra money for the graphics that you're not going to really notice. There are other things that come with the PS4 pro, but the biggest draw there is the graphics. So yeah, put that extra Um, Put that extra money towards a hard drive because you're gonna run out of space in about one game on right. these consoles. Right, these that's days. true. I'm so. constantly downloading mm-hmm. and deleting games off my hard drive because of that. So, mm-hmm. um, as far as next generation of consoles goes, uh, I don't feel like it's worth it right now. But give it a few years, and I'm sure it will be. As uh, I feel like games are still pushing the graphical boundary on this generation of console. So. Why? Why would we need a new one right now? I look. I I don't. I respect you guys' opinions, and I don't want to say, sound like I'm invalidating them. Okay, but it is frustrating sometimes. <laughs> you, you haven't done I, that yet. I, thank you. Um, it it it's just frustrating when I have a a Xbox One X and I can see the difference, and it's just frustrating because it so goddamn good looking and the way games run and it's just whatever it is there'll be naysayers i get it but i'm telling you there's not a difference in 95 percent of games so it's not worth your time well the good thing is i play the best five percent so uh-huh but up but up play more than that but i'm just saying all right hakuna matata said what's your favorite animal fish go oh 
My favorite animal? The otter. Because they're mammals and they live in the sea. Oh, God. That was the worst reason I've ever heard. And they crack. Their, their table is actually their belly. Okay, now we're getting somewhere. Which is fucking cute. And they do barrel rolls underneath the water. And, jo- and what is that? Josh said they gang rape each other? Is that real? Oh no. Jesus, you shouldn't be uh, more again. Uh, well, now fish like to be putting words more. into Josh's mouth like that. Can't believe that. Na- nature is brutal sometimes. Mm. Uh, man, we used to call fish the otter because he used to take, like, whenever I live with fish, he used to take three hour long showers. And we used to say that he was just an otter swimming around in his little... It didn't really mm-hmm. make any sense, but we were just a bunch of dumbass <laughs> stoners. Yeah. Yep. But he's cute, so I think that was part of it, too. Otters are cute. Some would say the cutest. Eh, no one would but, say that, but... Mm, I would. <laughs> I stand corrected. Shay, favorite animal? Die in a fire. <laughs> Shay, favorite animal? Wolf. To match your Walmart t-shirt. Oh! But up, but up, but up! I don't even live in America. I don't have to worry <laughs> about Walmart. Dumbass. <laughs> you should have went with a dire wolf. That would have been cool. Would it? The, the big wolf. I feel like that's just hey. doubling down on wolf. <laughs> Can't. So there you go. Double the wolf. I want a, I want a dire turtle or something. Yeah. Uh, which is mine. I want a, I want a dire, dire otter. <laughs> dire otter, the giant, menacing otter. Uh-huh. Um, he he breaks other otters open on his belly. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. I want to see that in Blue Planet Three. <laughs> Um, anyways, mine would be a tie between a shark and a turtle. Josh, what about you? A tie. Your, so your favorite animal is a tie. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Fucking cheapskate. Pick one. The chicken is probably the most blasters. versatile. I'll go with the chicken. Chicken. <laughs> you can cook them. That in makes so. Just that's like so perfect for you. Yeah. Unlimited number of ways. The chef says a chicken. Mm-hmm. You know what? Chicken would be my preferred meat if I had to eat any kind of meat. So. I agree with you on that. I mean, there are better, better meats out there, but not really as versatile. So yeah, I think it's got to be the chicken. Yeah, yeah. I like pork. Yeah, you like a, you like a good porking, don't you? That too. Share player one said the smash bash. I don't even know what that means. I don't know what that means. the smash bash. Um, Sounds I like think that party. just means because you know Super Smash Brothers is coming out. He's excited for Smash Bash time. Mm-hmm. God, the Smash Bash, that could be so many things, but we've already taken this podcast down so many dark holes. Border Jumper Mel said, how you all met and started Sword Chomp. You know what's funny is, um, you know, I did that a little bit last week. I've been slacking it on, on it this week. Um, I w- went back to listen to the very original episodes to get some text up for those. And actually, the first episode, if you can bear to grit through it, talks exactly about that. Morgan goes into very good detail. So, I mean, it's within the first 15 minutes of the first episode. 
and you get to learn. But um, if you want like a really quick rundown, I'm sure you can do like a one minute TLDR version, Morgan, real quick if you want. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Shay's right. I tried to introduce you guys in the very first podcast by talking about how I met you because I was sort of the glue. I met Josh when I was younger and we uh, just met over, bonded over a love of video games. Same with Fish. Um, I still remember him giving me his copy of Metal Gear Solid when we were like 16 years old and uh, borrowing it from him. And then Shay, I met later on in life when I first formed uh, another podcast that ended up dying. And we kind of all bonded over a love of video games and uh, stuck together. Now, that's the Cliff Notes version, but we, we, st- we tried to make another podcast uh, several years ago called Second Playthrough, and it just didn't make it. Um, and then we decided to give it a shot, give it a shot again. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And yes, go check out our very first episode. If you want some good laughs and a nice sword chomp history lesson. Episode number one, uh, professor, somebody named professor Layton said time to talk about the BAC. Hmm. Huh? What got nominated for that this year? Interesting. <laughs> the BAC award? Yeah. Fish, what what's uh what got nominated for the <laughs> annual BAC award? Let's see. Uh let's uh, Sea of Thieves. Mm-hmm. You know, those pirates get lonely out at sea. Mm-hmm. They tend to, you know, be more descriptive about their uh their piratey bananas. Um let's see. Uh Monster Hunter Worlds. Yeah. With the giant, giant beast. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I don't He's trying. Don't he's he's really that. trying. <laughs> My head hurts. The, so the BAC is an inside joke, but I'll just leave it at this. It stands for Big Asian. H. Callum asks us, single player games in this world of online experiences, like Destiny, Anthem, etc., are they... Oh, shit. It cut the comment off. So let's just talk about those for a second. <laughs> I took a screenshot of the comment and it cut it off. But it says, are they D-Y-I? Um, I think he... I don't know if he was typing something out there and it didn't make it, but... Um, we talk- Yeah, and what could he possibly be writing there? What? Well, am I missing something here? Am I just being scatterbrained? What's going on? What do you think the next word was? DYI? I don't know. Take a Dying. wild guess. Oh, d- <laughs> I just think of like all these weird things like dysentery and all this weird shit. I don't know. <laughs> what the fuck out. Um, dysentery. <laughs> That's a good question. Um Well, Anthem isn't out yet, so it can't be dead. Yeah, I, I hope I, that game has I some think legs. That's, I do. I, I really have been looking I, forward to that. Yeah, I clearly think that the, the single-player experiences aren't dying. I think that it's just like some studios are, you know, some of the studios we've come to love are kind of redirecting and going somewhere else with it. So there's going to be more of like a a... a uh, a split, I guess you could say. Because, you know, when we grew up, it was all single player experiences or couch co-op and now it's it's kind mm-hmm. of diverting into single player experiences or these online multiplayer experiences. So I think that 
that does hurt a little bit in terms of um what studios are going to choose to do but i think there's still a place in the world for them i mean i think that just shows with red dead 2 it shows with god of war it shows with some of the indie games that won awards this year so clearly i know that's not a one-to-one comparison but clearly it's that uh single player experiences have credence and they have a place in this world still Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's the opposite. I think that they're still flourishing. I mean, Anthem was inspired by Destiny, and there are other games like that, like The Division 2 is coming out. I, I don't think they're dying. I think that Destiny has hit a weird snag because it, it doesn't seem as popular as it was, even though everyone says it's better than ever. But we're perfect examples. We all kind of faded off of Destiny. Uh, um, yeah, I'm still curious to go back and see what it's like now that the first expansion was awful, but I've heard really good things about the one since then. That have forsaken, yeah, yeah, yeah. It just made me made me curious yeah. to go check it out again. So, I don't really know how to pinpoint why we faded out because I would still love to play that Destiny expansion too. Maybe it was just prioritizing things, so it's hard to say. Maybe that's what happened to a lot of people this year. They just got mm-hmm. distracted with other stuff. Maybe I don't know, but I I I think they're flourishing. I th- I still think they'll do fine. So, but we'll see how Anthem and the Division Two go and. But yeah, for a while there, it looked like Destiny had changed the game forever. So we shall see. Cammy Beats 9 said, No Nut November. Well, that was easy for Fish. Mm, I failed. 12.01, November 1st. Failed. Uh, 11.01, you mean? 12.01. November 1st. No, 12 is December, I thought. No, 1201. Like the time. Come on, General Mountain Time Jr. Get it together. He's talking about immediately. Oh, the t- immediately. Oh. No. <laughs> Sorry. A few hours after. He that. waited till 1202 like yeah. an adult. Mm-hmm. I know, really. It, yeah. He know, finished the video, Morgan. Come on. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand the point of No Nut November. I mean, come on. It's, it's, it's not a, a thing. It's, it's a meme. Yeah. It's a meme. Let's move on. Yeah. Well, yeah, come on. It's, yeah. We'll try and have fun with it. Um, I nutted <laughs> in November. <laughs> you going to prosecute me? <laughs> I think we all did. Stand trial. Let's move on. Um, Chip Diesel said, why DLC? Why not just give me what I paid for, the full game? We've already discussed this, um, yeah. but to discuss it again, like to make it a TLDR version, it's um, it's frustrating when companies clearly pull out content to try and squeeze more money out of you. It's a little bit frustrating, but it's also a way for studios to keep running as the price mm-hmm. of video games hasn't changed in the past 30 years. So, yeah, there's I, yeah, there's a gulf between the best and the worst content as far as what you're getting for DLC these days. Um, and yeah, it really can be frustrating whenever you wind up with the worst of that. So it's DLC probably even more so than just getting a game you're interested in to begin with is probably something you really need to research beforehand. Um, Cause yeah, you can just get completely screwed by some of it. So. 
Yeah, I... I, I think No Man's Sky made him look bad for everyone else because, I mean, I, they've been giving me free updates to that game for two years, and I haven't had to pay a dime. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's just because it started with controversy. So it's just funny how that works out because, you know, and, and because they're giving everyone free updates, it encourages people to go buy the game in the first place. So it's just one of those yep. weird things. Yep, CFDs have done the same thing. They've had new content every couple mm-hmm. of weeks since the game came out. Um, Yeah. So it proves that it can be done if you if you do it right. It might give the goodwill to the consumer to just you know new people to buy your game. So, yep. Unfortunately, that only usually happens when a game is released with controversy, like Sea of Thieves and No Man's Sky were. Um, oh, this is a real good one. JD said, "Robot strippers." That doesn't sound good for their nuts. <laughs> You have my attention. Oh, uh, that was a bad, <laughs> bad joke. Oh, no. Uh, I actually thought this was something else when I read it. I thought it was like robot sex dolls or something, but it's just strippers. Uh, no, I mean, that seems pointless to me because, I mean, stripping is already a very non-contact sort of. You just go there like the whole... I, I don't know if a, ro- a robot stripper is exciting. Fish now, won't have doll. to feel bad about not tipping. Oh! Mm. Yeah, they won't give me dirty looks, that's for sure. Oh, they'll, they'll just shoot you with their robot laser eyes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> shoot your dick right off. Just... <laughs> Set lap dance mode to stun. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea that you walk back into the VIP room and there's Number just like one. 80, 80 burnt dicks on just on the floor. <laughs> Gilbeasy Skit said predictions for what games or gaming will be like in 2028. Hmm. Ten years from now? Holy shit. Um, Hopefully VR will have enough resolution to... Yes. Like, really, really be there. That's pretty much what I was just going to say. Yeah. Because I think they're, they're, they're getting the feel down, but it's just so low res that it's just... It doesn't look good. But, like, 10 years, that should be completely nailed by that point. Um, I think we're still probably going to see a lot of what we see now. Because a lot of these games, yeah. are th- they're good formulas. It's, there's no reason to scrap them. Hopefully we'll get better at what they do well and kind of cut the chaff. But, yeah. I th- yeah. VR is kind of I mean- where I see it going. But I don't think we're losing anything in that transition. So I kind of like the, uh, the gaming aspect of what her, the movie uh, presents where the game is actually projected into your room and it has kind of like a 3d space type of feel that you can interact with, with uh, just hand movement gestures, kind of like using what we've already, you know, kind of already found out with PlayStation move, the Wii, um, so I want to see something that's like a game that's projected in your room. You don't necessarily have to have anything other than, you know, a projector and your own body to, um, interact with the world in 10 years. So I don't, no, I don't know no, if that yeah. would happen though. So I'm not I, sure. I, I think, think it'll probably be, the, go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. No, it's good. I think that games are going to start taking more of like a neurological approach. Um, and what I mean by that is, like, jokingly, like, you look at Rick and Morty in that episode where uh, Rick plays that game, or not, sorry, Rick, Morty plays that game, 
and like he thinks that he just lived the life of another person. I think like not that extreme, but we're going to start seeing games kind of go in that direction a little bit where it looks a little bit more neurological and uh, it starts, some games are going to, you know, figure out how to increase, you know, like the dopamine effect within us. And part of that happens now with like loot and stuff like that. But I think it's going to be, some games are going to increase in that and they're going to give us more of a psychological yeah, and not in a good way. Of, like, the amount yeah. of research I've seen coming out of a lot of the just gotcha games, especially in the Chinese market lately, like, there's been really cool scientific papers published about how to milk as much money out of saps as they possibly can, um, which, you know is good to know so you can avoid that stuff if you have a soul, but I kind of feel like the market is soundly in not having one as far as, you know, profitability. So, yeah, yeah that, is, that is a scary thought going forward. Hopefully, hopefully it doesn't get too bad. Because, I mean, the, the alternative, if it does get really bad, is legislating the hell out of it, which isn't a great solution. Hopefully, hopefully we can just avoid that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Agreed. Um, well, and, you know, honestly, yeah, I, I hope, I hope that VR furthers itself and it doesn't disappear. And, you know, look, it's maybe, oh, there it is. He got the package. Merry yeah, Christmas. Christmas. See you off, thieves. Yes. Thieves. You guys can play this weekend. That was weekend. perfect timing. Oh, we can't that play was perfect yes. timing. Fuck wow. yes. <laughs> we can play tomorrow. We can play tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Shay just got the Thank Xbox you, I sent him live on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Wow. Anyways, I was going to say, I don't think it'd be that different. I mean, 10 years ago, Red Dead was the best game available, and it still is. So that's no, how it's not. Get, that's how the world. But I don't... Sh- Actually, it managed Red Dead it once, like but the been... second time, it didn't quite stick the landing. Game of the generation. Uh, Troy Togo said, best and worst movie tie-in video game. Best and worst movie. Movie tie-in. Ooh. The best. I don't know about specifically a movie tie-in, because, I mean, like, superhero games aren't specifically going with a movie, so it kind of excludes all the actual good superhero games of the last generation. So I st- I still really like the first Silent Hill. I remember liking it a lot. But that um, wasn't that wasn't a movie tie-in. They made a movie about it later, after the fact. Movie? Oh, like they're simultaneous yeah, like, kind of a thing. Like the Harry Oof, Potter they games. That they came don't do out. that very much anymore. Yeah, they, that kind of died uh, with the PS2 generate. Well, not completely. There were still some games coming out with, you know, on like the PS3 and stuff. Hmm. What about Resident Evil? Those. That was the same thing. Resident, that was a game beforehand. More of, yeah. What was a good one of those? Uh, you know, it wasn't good, but it was interesting at the time. The Matrix. They released those Matrix yeah, games. Yeah, I played at the, the, time. Hell, the Enter the Matrix yeah, game. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was interesting just to see what they did with it, but that game was a train wreck, and I loved playing through it as a train wreck. Like, it... It still managed to be entertaining, which is something a lot of those games don't pull off. They're just so bad you can't get through them. That, had, that, one, um, that one's worth playing through if you get a chance. 
Yeah, it had uh, footage. They filmed stuff mm-hmm. just for those games. Yeah, which was like weird. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like actual live action footage of the actors from yeah. the movies instead of just yeah, and, and new stuff because uh-huh. a, a big thing, a big thing there was a lot of games on the PS1 and PS2 would just take clips from a movie and stick them in as cutscenes at the end of the levels, even if it had nothing mm. to do with what you were doing. Yeah. That happened a lot. Like, I remember... Yeah, I remember playing a bunch of those games way back when that would just stick a cutscene from the movie. Um, yeah. Enter, well, enter the Matrix. Fantasy? I think that one's worth going back and playing if you get a, get a chance. Not because it's good, but because it's entertaining. <laughs> um, I like Final Fantasy Advent the, Children. That's that is a good movie. Or at least I think Pretty it is. Good. I watched it ten years ago and it was good. I don't know if it's still good now. <laughs> Different standard, it was good yeah. when I watched it. Kind of ties into the whole copies of Seth Roth and mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah. Like oh, I enjoyed it. Oh, that's what Final Fantasy VII was about. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it helped tie a lot of things together mm-hmm. for sure. Um, I think yep. two, um, and, it, and it was a I great lead in to were... uh, oh, Dirge of Cerberus because that's true. That's true. Which was uh, <laughs> that was a game that happened. I forgot about that game. <laughs> yeah, but Dirge of Cerberus is the uh, spiritual successor to Pokemon Snap that we never got. <laughs> <laughs> if Ash was a vampire. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the two that I remember as a child, uh, The Warriors, which was a phenomenal movie, and they made it into a game. And it was actually a halfway decent game. Um, hmm. It wasn't a great game, but it was a pretty decent game. Not much to say there. Uh, the one that I actually spent a lot of time with as a kid was uh, Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. I absolutely mm. loved that game as a kid for some reason. And what was actually really cool is if you finished the game, oh. it showed a deleted scene uh, from the movie that, or not a deleted scene, I'm sorry, a scene that was only in the extended edition. So mm. it, it coincided with coming out um, with the movie when it was in theaters, and you got to see this extra scene, and you didn't really know why it was there, because it wasn't in the main movie, but then you mm. watch the extended edition, and you actually get to see that scene. So it's kind of a cool little reward, hmm. um, in a way. But yeah, the gameplay yeah. for the time was pretty fun. Yeah, and I just realized, like I, I'm, I'd completely blocked it out, not going back far enough. But the Star Wars Episode One Pod Racer for N sixty four is the best movie tie in. That was a really good game. That was really yeah. really good. Yeah, yeah, the sixty four version especially because since it wasn't trying to run off of a disc. It, it actually ran well. Um, it, it chugged along on the PS1. But the, the 64 version, that was a good racing game. Yeah, For its I time, still, yeah. it was good. No, I, would, it was, I, would, it was I would dare time, say yeah. that one deserves a remaster. I dare mm-hmm. say. I think out of episode yeah. one, that's the best thing to come out of that Yeah, that's that's the one that Star deserves, Wars. you know, anyone ever going back to play it. And I played a bunch of the others too at friends' houses and stuff, like the the old PS One Episode One games. But yeah, yeah. Same with the new Tomb Raider movie. They tied that into the the new Tomb Raider games pretty well. 
And you guys know how mm-hmm. much I, how fond I was of the new Tomb Raider movie. So um, there's some stuff out there. There's some stuff out there. A cheesy play said with Fallout 76 dropping the ball and fans responding how much... Let's try this again. With Fallout 76 dropping the ball and fans responding how they did, will it change Bethesda? We talked about this a lot um, on the last podcast. Sorry, We did. Man. No, no, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I'm sorry. I was just going to um, say, we, we talk- talked about it a lot on the, on the last bus. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say they reiterate the same thing. Yeah. I, I think that it's, so, it's all going to depend on just basically how Bethesda responds from here on out with Fallout 76, whether they just drop it and say, yeah, this was a mistake. Yeah. Um, let's rectify the mistake. Or if they say, like, they drop it completely and we're like, yeah, that we, we, we fucked up. Let's eat, let's eat the cost and just try again. Or if, you know, they actually do what uh, Hello Games huh. did with No Man's Sky. And they're like, yeah, mm-hmm. we dropped the ball. Let's fix this. Let's really fix this. And then go forward. I don't, I don't think they're probably going to ever try this experience again with Fallout. Um, but then again, it's, it's difficult to say because Elder Scrolls Online, when it first dropped, it, was, it received about the same amount of criticism. And then now, a lot of people, not a lot of people, but um, it has recovered some fans, and a fair bit of people actually do still play that game. And it's a halfway decent game, mm-hmm. from my understanding. So, um, you know, Bethesda's a big studio. They're going to do just fine. Um, they dropped the ball on this. I would be more worried about not how Bethesda goes forward, but how the Fallout franchise goes forward. That would be the bigger concern in my eyes. But. Hmm. I think Bethesda will be fine. I think that they're going to they're going to fix the the issues and it will become a playable game in the f- maybe not near future but in the future. I mean because Elder Scrolls is still they're pumping out content new content last year. So we'll see. <laughs> I love the visual of them just getting pummeled all over the place left and right. Bad controversy. Um, the, all the issues with Fallout 76, the terrible reviews, boom, and they finally get themselves off the ground, and they turn on the Game Awards, and then the Outer Worlds just slaps them right across the face with a big old obsidian dick. And they just can't catch a break right now. Hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, I like that what they've published, like, um, Wolfenstein, like, that game, like, the sequel, I forgot the name of what they're... I guess that little one-off of New Colossus is, but, like, they should, if they're thinking about just making a cash grab with that game, which I feel like they are, um, maybe this will actually cause them to kind of rethink, like, oh, well, we better make sure that, you know, whoever's developing that game is, you know, not just making a rehash of a game and try, you know, to incorporate something new into that game. As far as like Bethesda as a whole, like yeah, it, it it's so sad that you know it's like a it's it's a joke that Skyrim's on everything at this point, like it, and it's also cool for people because it, it's on everything, but really like a ten year old game, it, it's, it's kind of just get well well. It's kind of a good to- point though. That's a good point. Fish is kind of bringing up. I just want to touch on this really quick. Maybe we're going to see them become more of like a publisher than a game developer at this point, you know? Hmm. Uh, 
maybe mm-hmm. we're going to see them kind of make that shift in direction. Like Sega kind of did that, you know, they were creating games for a while and then they shifted into more of less of a developer standpoint, more of like a publisher standpoint. And maybe that's what we're going to see Bethesda end up doing as a result. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, my 10-second answer is just I think that the Fallout 76 disaster will make Bethesda better. They're, they now have to um, blow our minds again. I think that'll make for uh, better games. Um, let's see here. Reverend Rock and Roll said, Most pivotal games through history by genre. We don't have time to do that. I'm sorry. Um, but we will keep that. We did do an all-decade show if you'd That's like, like to That's like a whole season. That. Yeah. We did an all-decade podcast as our 100th episode. You should go check that out, Rev and Rock and Roll, and maybe they'll get some, some answers there. Um, JJ King 700 said, The possibility of having discless consoles. Will the next Xbox or PlayStation even have a disk drive? I think oh. we're about there. I really do. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I would much rather them scrap... Well, I don't know. I say that, but then... Yeah, I think it's time. Like, Blu-ray is almost dead. They've managed to kill that format by making it way too hard to play on a PC. So, yeah. As far as the new media that you'll buy movies on, that's digital now. That's digital. Like, I don't know the last time I bought a Blu-ray. Like, it's just not a thing anymore. So I don't think games are going to keep trying that. Yeah. Well, people don't, I don't even know anyone that actually buys movies. I just rent mine online. I haven't bought a film in, in fucking years. I usually just rent them for like three ninety nine on Amazon, get it for 24 hours, and then I'm done. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say, yeah, that'd be cool, but uh, it depends on, there's a market for reselling games, used games, and that's always going to be there. Then that's nice. But, you know, like Fish just bought a physical copy today. So, you know, where's he going to shove that little nub in, you know? So it's, we'll see. Everyone said that it was going to happen a long time ago and it still hasn't happened. People are out there still <sighs> buying discs and nubs. So, I'm sorry, cartridges. I don't know. They're just going to sell you the box. Same way they do with PC games these days. They give you... <laughs> with a code? Yeah, just a code in there. Well, like, so they can I have something on the shelf. Buy, isn't that why people buy physical games, though, is because they don't want to have to box. download games? Like, no, that doesn't so? do anything. Yeah, I don't know. You still, you know, put the disc in and have a 50 gigabyte install. So you're not saving yourself any trouble. You're making it a worse experience for yourself having to track the disc down anytime you want to play the game. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. Naaman said, first console you ever owned. Go through this real quickly. Uh, Shay, what was the first console you ever owned? First console I ever owned was, uh, I guess, I don't know if you count it, but my my dad owned a Sega Genesis, and him and I would play it all the time. I think that would be the one I would consider as the first one I actually owned. But um, shortly after that, he bought me a PlayStation 1. So if you want to argue semantics, PlayStation 1. But I would consider it the Sega Genesis. Yeah, me too. Me too. My first one was a Super Nintendo that my parents bought me on Christmas. Um, 
I don't. I mean, it could have been the Game Gear, but I don't remember when they came out, so I don't know which one came. From. I had one of those shitty Game Gears, and mm-hmm. I loved it dearly. Uh, that was such a good idea, except you know it required eighteen C batteries to run the thing for two hours. <laughs> it really did. <laughs> it really did. But it was great for like that three-hour trip to Grandma's house. Mm-hmm. They're kind of they're kind of ahead of their time in a way. I mean, you look at the Switch mm-hmm. now; that's essentially yeah. what it is, except the. The cartridges yeah, they were just—they were trying to run a full console on that thing, <laughs> and the batteries couldn't handle it at the time. Yeah, there were some decent Sonic games on that thing. I'll tell mm-hmm. you, it was—it was magic when you were a kid because it was just a vibrant, beautiful console. It was—it was weird. Yeah. Uh, what about what about you, Josh? Um, it's, it's another one, kind of like Shay's saying, depends on how you count it. It's either an Apple II or a Game Boy. The Game Boy was the first one I owned, but we had an Apple II. Before that, that I was playing, playing games on a bunch cool. of old yeah, that makes text sense. adventures and Space Invaders clones and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember this is very like buried in my memory as a kid, young one, like I'm talking five years old. But I think my dad did have very briefly an Apple II at one point, and I remember the types of games that he was putting on there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I specifically remember this one thing. My dad was trying to open up the case with like a knife. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, he told me that he had to kill the monsters in there. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> so, so these games are actually alive. And what uh, the I don't know. Fuck? Yeah. Yeah. It was enough. Yeah. Look, here, I'm going to level with you. Um, my dad to- <laughs> told me a different, very different story. Um, Sometimes, you know, when we were traveling on the highway, I'd have to go to the bathroom really bad. And uh, I wouldn't, of course, like a child, I wouldn't go at home. Oh, I don't have to go. And then, you know, 10 minutes into the trip, Dad, I got to go to the bathroom. So, like, he would take me to, like, you know, the the rest stop things or outhouses and stuff like that. It is Montana. Think about that. And um, he'd be like, you got to hurry. Because if you don't, the penis rats will jump out of the toilet and bite your dick off. Well, he didn't say dick. He said, it'll bite your penis off. And I was like, what? <laughs> wow. I was like four and five Ooh. at the time. I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah, if you don't hurry up, the penis rats will bite your penis off. And I was like, well, I don't want to go to the bathroom now. Can I pee outside? <laughs> he's like, no. He's like, if you got to go, you got to go in these toilets. You can't pee outside. It's illegal. So I'd run in there real quick and I'd push as hard as I could, get everything out and then run back out oh before. And I believed God. it. I believed it. Hmm. I was worried. I, I I was deathly afraid of outhouses for like two years because I was afraid of penis rats. Yeah, yeah. And p- parents don't necessarily understand, you know, when they're that young. Whatever you tell them, sometimes they'll believe it and run with it with their imagination. So um, that's what happened with me. But the first console that was actually gifted to me was the Super Nintendo, um, and I think shortly after that, I also got a Game Boy. Hmm. Two systems that I thoroughly enjoyed and had plenty of games to play out with those consoles already armor for armor 5 series basically the 5 is an s but you know what i'm saying the issue of real world politics affecting video game development and enjoyment hmm. issue of real world politics uh, it doesn't have any effect on me at all, honestly. I mean, it just doesn't. So I'll just leave it. I just it never has, never, and probably never will. But that's just that's just me. I 
Well, it's interesting, Morgan, because like real world politics right now is kind of affecting the new Far Cry game because like one of the big deals on that new Far Cry game is on the front cover that it's to um to women of color who are on the front cover, which is a rare thing in the gaming medium. So does it affect us directly being cis white males uh, and heterosexual males? No, but it's also really cool to see um, that even the gaming medium is taking on some of these subjects head on um, and, you know, trying to say something about them. That's cool. Um, trying to take a positive standpoint and show support for some of these movements, whether indirectly or directly. And uh, I can appreciate that. And that's all I have to say on that. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I like the fact that the, our, you know, the gaming industry is, you know, forward thinking in that regard and trying to get out ahead of it and put a positive message out there for um, all the gamers out there to kind of follow suit. And um, that's why stuff like Gamergate, like a lot of times people take a stance on the, those types of issues and um, it, it's just good that it, they're actually putting it out there in a way that's part of the medium and a way to kind of get out that message. So, um, yeah, I do agree with that. Yeah, I wouldn't say that I, I, I guess what the best way to phrase it is, to, that's a good point, Shay, is just that I'm, I don't, I'm not that entrenched in real world, real world politics, you know, I'm so entrenched in a bunch of other nerdy, nonsensical bullshit. So, um, on a subconscious level, it does make certain products interesting, uh, when they play with ideas, like, i.e. Far Cry 5, um, but yeah, I haven't, I've never really, I don't dwell too much on it, um, so. Oh, like, or, unless I'm fighting with Josh because he wants to tell me that Far Cry 5 isn't saying something. Or, yeah, yeah, so. <laughs> Just always. But, so, what's the, can we go back to this? This is interesting. Real quickly, what's the, well, we'll save that for next week. Maybe I'll do a poll on it. I'm going to look into that controversy that you're talking about, Shay. Sounds interesting. Um, so, maybe it has an effect on our podcast. So, maybe in that way, it does affect us in some mm -hmm. way. Things to talk about. <laughs> Things to talk about. Mm-hmm. Okay. Josh is nodding his head. That means move on. Daydreaming Robot. <laughs> says, hey, as a casual game fan, now that I'm older, it kind of feels like real gamers kind of ruin gaming. Here's the, here's the secret. You are the real gamer. It's the people who get butt hurt by, you know, their favorite first-party title not getting 10s out of 10s that are fake gamers. That's, that's such nonsense. Like, if you're really that offended by that sort of nonsense. Yeah. That, that shows that you really don't care about the medium at all. You're just a little fanboy. So. So you think he means, like, yeah. he or she. I'm sorry, I'm not, I think it's a he. Um, I'm trying to see the tiny picture I have here. Hey, as a casual... So you think that he means... No, no, I think he, he means that he's a casual gamer the way most capital G, mm -hmm. you know aircraft size air quotes gamers say casual gamer but i think that's nonsense at this point what do you think his definition of a real gamer is someone who's like an xbox competitive fanboy, basically uh, well you know not not exactly but you know that that same sort of thing so like, fanboy yeah maybe 
just you yeah. know somebody who is really proud of their epine like if you're that worried about it i don't really think you're a gamer you're just you're trying well, too not, hard you're trying way I, too hard i don't think that it's so much as real gamers versus casual gamers i think it's just uh people yeah. who i mean it's it's like with anything like people always kind of uh rag on vegans because vegans are so vocal i think it's like just like the ex extremists of any group that kind of ruins something like that's something mm -hmm. i've really been thinking about a lot this week weirdly enough is like there are extremists in every single group and they happen to generally be the loudest people. And those people ruin a movement or something enjoyable for everyone else. And yeah. I, think, I think that's the same with the whole gamer conversation. I don't think that there's real gamers yeah. and casual gamers. I think there are people who spend more time f focused on gaming. I wouldn't say that's yeah. a real gamer versus well, a ca casual gamer yeah, per se. Much... I just think that there are people who just get so into what they what they like and appreciate and they just identify with it so much more than other people and maybe that's what he means by real gamers and i wouldn't yeah, i wouldn't i, quite, I so. just don't think the what i don't think the adjective describes what he's trying to say exactly well, i'm this sounds like we're ragging on him that's not what i'm trying to do i was i was mostly just poking fun at because the issue is kind of like you're saying if you play games casually or not you're a gamer and it's only the people who are you know just really offended by the whole world around them you know and the people who thought gamergate was actually about a real thing instead of the train wreck it actually was like it's yeah like it's just it's this gatekeeping that is yeah. nonsense. Yeah, that's the big thing. That's a big thing. Gatekeeping. Yeah. And I want to make it clear that I wasn't ragging on him. I was ragging on the um like the whole like defining what is a real gamer and casual gamer because I I don't think that just is a problem of mm -hmm. him or what he's trying to define it as. I think it's just um we weren't given much context, so just going off of what well, we were given yeah. and also what we know about the the culture the gaming culture and whatnot or whatever you want to call it yeah well in, that is a big thing especially in gaming that we even have gamers like there's there's so much to enjoy in games like there's 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 a ton of stuff out there like there's there's something that you will enjoy in gaming but because gamers are a thing that they you know try to self perpetuating this is what we are thing it's it's i don't think it's helpful to anyone involved um i mean oh. you don't you don't have you have movie buffs people who watch a lot of movies but it's not like they're this exclusive elitist group oh no you you can't watch movies you're not a real movier like it's that's just that's a thing that we've kind of gotten into in gaming that is not healthy for the people involved and especially for the medium as a whole. So it's kind of funny, like that you mentioned that because I think like there's this, this whole stigma with us growing up that and we've talked about this before too, a little bit that, you know, games were regarded as this geeky nerdy thing. And so we just kind of wanted 
like not just us specifically, but like the whole culture in general, like the people who enjoyed games, not gamers, but the people who enjoyed games didn't mm-hmm. want to be viewed as like nerdy. We just wanted to like people who enjoyed games just wanted to be viewed as viewed as another person who enjoys video games. Like people can be nerdy about different things. You have fantasy football nerds, you have LARPing nerds, you have gaming nerds, you have mm-hmm. science nerds, like all these type of people. But now that it's like being viewed as like a mainstream thing, and now that it's being viewed as this like commonplace thing, which is what gamers wanted, you know, fifteen, twenty years ago, now they're gatekeeping as yeah, as kind of like yeah, a retaliation. Well, it's interesting. Yeah, all these new people showed up. They're not the true believers. We were, we were here before it was cool, and like they're they're adopting yeah, the pseudo hipster vibe. I guess is the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what was the thing you said, Josh? The ipeen? What is that? Epeen. What is that? It's your electric penis. I was gonna say, which, which in most cases is, uh, you know, a euphemism for their ego. In your case, not so much. No, um, no. My actually electric. Not, actually, not. actually electric. Morgan needs any help he can get yeah. with that nano. I mean, it's it's got its positives. Well, I mean, it's got a positive and a negative. It's kind of how it works. <laughs> Josh, goddamn, you're dad joking today. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the last few. And by the way, I want to say as we come to the close here with our last few questions, if you'd like to support us, patreon.com slash swordchomp. Your donations mean the world to us. We have a private VIP Instagram that you can be a part of for just $5 a month. But any donation means the world. Uh, if we can hit a goal of $200 a month, we are going to start video streaming. Um, so that could be something big for us. But uh, patreon.com slash swordchomp would be awesome. Um, okay, last couple ones here. Seth underscore G said, Overwatch League Esports and your stance on it. Um, Josh? Um, it's been good. Um, it's been, in order to make the seasons kind of not wildly fluctuate, um, as far as like who's the most prepared, um, during any given season, they kind of lock down the patch. And so any changes that happen are set in stone, which kind of leaves it in a weird position where if you're watching the game, there are things that aren't going to work for you if you kind of go into your own game and want to try a strategy or something because they're playing on a different patch that Mm, may or may not still have the same sort of strategies that are going to work, which is kind of an issue. But then again, that's only really an issue if you're someone who's invested enough to go in there and try to do strategies you're seeing, you know, in a professional match. So I don't think that's a real issue except for a really small portion of the community. Like, I, I, I get into it enough to, you know, for that to be an issue for me, but I, th- I think it, as far as actual competition, you know, in order, in order to make that work, just from an entertainment standpoint, it's probably the best way to handle it anyway. But. Okay. Well said. Um, R. Downing 1393 said, The Assassin's Creed franchise. 
I will just say that the last Assassin's Creed game I played was Brotherhood, and then the, the franchise just sort of lost me because I didn't like Revelations, and then it just seemed like there was a new Assassin's Creed every year, mm-hmm. and they didn't seem like they were getting a lot of incredible reviews, and they, it just sort of lost me. And the there was just too much going on, you know, too much noise, and now it's evolved into such a different thing, which isn't bad. Like Josh said, it's basically an RPG now. Um, so yeah, I, I'm excited to give Assassin's Creed Odyssey some time here soon. But that it's interesting to see. I will just say my final thought is just interesting to see how that franchise has basically evolved. I mean, it's barely about assassinations anymore, right? It's just the Odyssey. <laughs> um, I mean, there's still Yes and no. Um, it's super open. It's super open. There's still a story in there to go through, but this has... Like, you'll go through the story and you'll get a quest log of stuff you're supposed to go do um, with essentially no information about where it is. You have to track it down yourself. And, uh, like, the big thing here is that there's a cult that you're trying to you know, just tear down by assassinating all the different members. Oh, like Far Cry. Like Assassin's Creed has always been with the Templars. And you have to assassinate all their cult leaders. Like, that's not a new thing. But what is new is that instead of that being each individual mission of the story as you go along, you just get all of them at once and you have to track down clues about their identities, and then finally assassinate them. Which, it works out really well. It works out really well. Like, they they actually have managed to make the open world elements of the game just work in a way I wouldn't expect going into it. Um, I just, I really didn't think it was going to work that well. But, yeah. They actually managed to make it, make it work. So. I just like to say the word Far Cry to see Josh. Mm-hmm. His brain sputter a little bit. Mm-hmm. You had a nice attempt this time. I tried. Mm-hmm. I really did. Okay. Um, so, yes, maybe we'll have a lot more. If you check out this podcast, Our Downing, we'll probably have a lot more Assassin's Creed thoughts in the coming weeks as we play the Odyssey. Uh, Velarde2092 said, Are microtransactions getting out of hand? Short answer, yes or no? Fish. I haven't played any games that that's not a yes really or no. go, go heavy on <laughs> yeah. microtransactions, and I think we've kind of dealt that's with it. it last last year with uh, Star Wars Battlefront, and like everybody saw that what EA did, and like everybody was just in agreement, like as a whole, mm-hmm. like yeah, they can't be that disgusting. It's, it's hard to say so. because it's obviously way past too far in certain you know, certain games, especially in the mobile space. But as a whole, I don't feel like they're as big of an issue as a lot of people get out of, get bent out of shape over. There, there mm-hmm. are obviously yeah. examples here and there where it's just like, you want me to pay for what? But I think for the most part, companies are, they're actually handling it better than I'd expect them to, given, given that their only, you know, objective is to take our money. So Battlefront, man, Battlefront changed that. That mm-hmm. everyone's super careful now. Yeah. So thank Battlefront. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks, EA. Yep. Short Thanks answer for fucking up so royally that the rest of us know better. 
Right. Yeah. <laughs> none, and none of the games I play I've, have really been affected. And um, mm-hmm. like you yeah. guys are saying, yeah. it, the when it started becoming egregious this year, it was dealt with. So, no. They're not becoming out of hand. Reminds me of this funny meme I saw this week with James Franco, and he's about to get hanged. And he looks over and says, that's your first time? And there's like three other companies there. Uh, one of them's Bethesda, mm-hmm. Blizzard. Bethesda, know. Valve, and Blizzard. Yeah, yeah that's good, horse armor. Speaking of Valve, that was another one. Uh, I don't know if any of you have been up on this. I've been super curious, but I haven't taken the plunge yet. They released a... It's essentially magic. It's like a um, an oh artifact. artifact. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which the combat in it, like the actual mechanics of the game, looks really cool. But the business model is magic. It's period magic. Like you buy a pack. Like there's no way to earn them in game. You buy a pack. You've got the pack, and you can trade slash sell cards individually in this one instead of mm-hmm. being able to like craft that's, them um that's interesting i think that's something we should talk about in the future actually like we were just talking about how we think the next consoles are going to go completely digital it's going to be mm-hmm. interesting to see that happen with card games because i think it's already been pushing towards that direction i think that's something yeah. we should talk about with like hearthstone yeah, and magic I, and stuff it, like it's that it's really curious future. Yeah, it's a really curious change because all the other ones have basically gone with the model that Hearthstone has pushed with, you know, you can you can earn packs by playing in game and your cards are just your cards to kind of stop people from, you know, I th- I think the idea is to try to stop people from selling accounts and stuff like that um and make it yeah. something you're more invested in. But this one, it's it is just like magic. Like you can, if you want to, you can go in there and without buying any packs directly from Valve, you can go into their marketplace and from other players just buy the cards you want to build a deck. Just like if you're paying for a magic deck. Um, That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's should, it's really yeah, neat. It's, as far as I, I'm not sure, I like it as far as <laughs> getting into it cheaply. Because it's not yeah. a game you can get into that mm. inexpensively, but no it is something you are, go man. into and just buy what you want. So it's just as far as a completely different take in the digital space. It's yeah. it's I'm I'm glad to see it, it's, just to see how well they do, if nothing else. That's funny that we're talking about this because, like, I just I just remembered I had an Elder Scrolls Legends addiction earlier this year I, that I completely forgot about. Like, I haven't thought about mm. that game for months. I completely forgot about that until just now. Hmm. Yeah, it might be that. Artifact I don't even miss cool. that game. <laughs> <laughs> Praise Tamriel. All right, let's see here. Is is it Tam? <laughs> <laughs> even if it's not, it works. <laughs> no, I mean that's a part of the world. That's I. I think mm-hmm. that's the actual land itself, and not a god, but. That works. That works. It's all right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I Unless think that's all the topics, the... though, right, Morgan? We hit them all. No. No, we didn't. <laughs> we're, we're we're very close. We have. Um, uh, this has been fun, but we need to wrap it up. Um, we have two. <laughs> I've never said those words before. Garcia eighty one said, "Finding the right online group to play with is more important than we might want to admit." And I would say yes, because mm-hmm. you know, playing Sea of Thieves with you guys it really reminded me that certain games playing with my friends really 
I, I have no interest in playing with strangers, and that's just something I've learned about myself. I just it'd be yep. like if it's short just, answer, yes. But long answer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just teasing. I'm sorry. No, but in all seriousness, I yes, it's mm-hmm. for me absolutely. But for a lot of people, it's just a common multiplayer game, and they want to slaughter noobs all over the place. Um, then they probably don't care. But see if these has reminded me of how magical that that was. Mm-hmm. Last question, Cornelius Phillips. What if other companies, other games we all love, like if okay, like if so, basically saying, what if Mario was made by like Bungie or something? Like, what if companies crossed over and made weird things? Like, for example, that Ubisoft when they made, kind of took uh, some Mario characters and made that Mario and Rabbits game. Like, um, how weird that would be. So I got, let's do this in a fun, fun way really quick. This will be a great way to end the show. And before we do that, I want to say you can find our side podcast, me and Shay. Um, if let's see, you're interested in listening to me interview composers, I have a podcast called in the blood. You should look, check it out. Shay interviews developers. He has a podcast called evoking the sublime. Those are two great podcasts. You should check out if you can. And our game of the year shows are going to be here in just a few weeks. You do not want to miss those. And of course our Patreon, patreon.com slash sword chomp be a vip you won't regret it um but let's end the show on the big whammy i want you guys to pick a developer and have them make another franchise that is not theirs start with you fish Hmm. all right i want to take squaresoft i want them to make a color call of duty game <laughs> you're done go huh. on fish you're drunk <laughs> huh uh, i mean i don't know what that would be like coming from squaresoft it would definitely go hard on the rpg elements the storytelling the music you want a final fantasy first person shooter that's what you're saying <laughs> <laughs> that's what i'm saying huh. yep we talked Dirge about this earlier in the episode Dirge of Serpents. Yes. <laughs> no, that was third person. The sequel. Yeah, yeah, the... it was. It was like over the shoulder sort of a... It was. Mm-hmm. It was the spiritual successor to Pokemon Snap. <laughs> okay, next. Uh, Shay. Okay, I want CD Projekt Red to take over Mass Effect. Hmm. Oh, interesting. Interesting. I would definitely like that. Mm. I think they have the ability to I'd buy that game to make the the story more involved. I mean, it's not it's not a drastic change from what they do now, so it's kind of cheating a little bit. But I think they would put that franchise back on track, and yeah. they would make it enjoyable again. Yeah, I mean, hell, if they just made a Mass Effect where you get to see half the stuff that was in the log in Mass Effect One. That would be amazing. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Rockstar making a Zelda game. Woo! How about that? That would Honestly, fucking bro. suck. They can't make their own goddamn <laughs> just, games. Just, just, hey, hey! That would be incredible. <laughs> I, would, I would play the shit out of that. Just to see Josh's face of terror. Yeah, as, just as fucking Link sees our No, I'm not playing any more Rockstar games after the mess that was this, this last one. Josh, you don't mean. Why do you say? Why do you say stuff like that? Why do you say stuff? Because it's true. That yeah. stuff can never be taken back. Mm-hmm. Hurts me deeply. They're just words, Hi, Morgan. Josh. They're just words. 
Uh, Josh, what about you? Hmm. It'd be nice for uh, Bungie to make a Fallout game. Huh. Interesting. Go fuck yourself. Hey, what's oh now now we're just making it personal <laughs> yeah pretty much like josh josh said that like actually actually try a multiplayer fallout Ooh. no that would be cool that would be cool actually because despite not liking destiny i did love the original uh three halos mm-hmm. and i think bungie doesn't have the worst track record so i'd be willing to give them the benefit of the doubt to see what happens yeah. They seem to care about their stories, certainly more than Microsoft did after they got the license to Halo and then just ugh. Yeah. All right. Well, it's been fun guys. Let's get our EPs out of here. Thanks for listening to the show. It's been fun. It's been a long one. Like I said, game of the year's on the way, and we will see you next week for an all new Chomcast. X gonna give it to y'all what y'all really want. X gonna give it to y'all what y'all really want. X gonna give it to y'all.